I'm Joshua Maserol, Island Big Industries, and my show Death Wish is where expert-level fabricators use their skill set to manifest jaw-dropping creations. My crew and I are on a mission using eye-catching stunts and machines to expose the kindness of strangers in America. Holman, explain to me why Josh just messaged you and said, hey, I'm headed over. I'm in uh, Long Beach, only 15 minutes away. I'm on my way. Uh, because he wants to see his boys from his favorite podcast uh, in person. And he's got some new venture that he started up, and he didn't exactly describe it to me. It was just, I'm in town doing some cool stuff, and I'm building a truck, and I got some other stuff, and I want to talk to you guys. And I'm like, Josh, <laughs> are you, like, hopped up on the caffeine? And he's like, oh, I'll be down there, and I'll talk to you in a few minutes. And that's kind of where we left it. Really? I think he's on the smack, dude. Is the smack, like... I don't know. Or, or is, I, it, is it caffeine uh, from let's find, his I, new venture? I think his new venture has smack in it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. so. So Josh Mazzaroli is famous for Vague Industries and his Death Wish TV show on Amazon, correct? Yep. All right. And he's been on the show. He did the short bus that did wheelies and uh, all sorts of crazy, <laughs> mad mastermind project vehicles. Uh, and he likes cowboy hats. He does wear a lot of cowboy hats uh-huh. and shorts. I and... think he wears one cowboy hat. Does he have lots? He's uh, always wearing the black oh, one? Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe I just assumed he had a collection. You're I, right. Uh, maybe it's just a black one. I bet you Dr. Pepper, he shows up in a uh, cowboy hat. I'm not willing to take that. <laughs> I need the Dr. Pepper. All right. Well, I can't wait to uh, find out what he's up to next because he's one of those guys that he's he's always like three or four steps ahead of everybody else. No. You know what he is? What? He's an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Yeah. He is an enigma wrapped <laughs> in a riddle. But he always has some, some scheme, idea, something going on, and- and then he makes it turn into, like, something tangible. I think because he's so enthusiastic. He's very enthusiastic. So, anyway, he's on his way here. So, I say we uh, we get into the show. Let's hurry, because uh, Long Beach, not far. Not so, far. Yeah, and okay. we'll, uh, we'll get this thing started. And uh, when he shows up, we'll uh, we'll get him in the chair here. And he can uh, enjoy the uh, the wonderfulness that is the pod shed. Okay. All right. So, we also have your email coming up, because we're uh, uh, over the over the rim. Right over the brim, is over, over, over the rim. Like it's 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 overflowing. Like it's if yes. if we were a, a glass full of uh, email, it's right. just pouring out. It's waterfall. There's a lot of emails. A lot of emails. There's also a lot of news again, and yeah. it's like the, I, the truck stuff has not stopped in the last like two months. It just continues. Every there was a time a few weeks where it's like, man, let's skip news this week because there's like three stories. None of them were special, and now it's like story after story after story after story, and then on top of it. I go places and get more info. Like I just got back from Nevada, and uh, now wait a minute. Were you at a brothel? Were you betting? I was invited out there by a manufacturer to uh, test drive a vehicle that I've been wanting to get in for a while. So uh, I think after Josh, I'll, I'll tell you about my experience. But another travel day. Wait, wait, uh, take can, it up there. Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Were you Sean? Were you OVR Sean Holman? Were yes. you used for adventure? Oh, you were. And I was also used for adventure, Sean Holman. And so you I, were not Truck Show Podcast, I was. I was Sean wearing Holman? a Truck Show Podcast hat. Oh. I got some audio, and okay. then I was wearing an OVR shirt, and I had a uh, used for adventure business cards I was passing out. So a two-wheel drive Titan crew cab that I've been uh, driving for a little while. Guess what my miles per gallon were from LA to Vegas and back, and my, and my maximum range on a tank. Two-wheel drive uh, with a 5.6 liter endurance V8. Yep. You were getting 21. 
23 and a half. No way. At 7580. Liar. Yeah, it was great. Liar. So quiet. Why do you look into my eyes and lie? No, I'm not lying. I I hand calculated it and I was really impressed. And just the uh from I think I filled up in Victorville all the way back home, I got 26. But of course, that's mostly downhill all the way. But that's for like those a, that don't know, like 100 how many, miles. Uh, how many miles total round trip? Okay, so Give or take. so I filled up at 502 miles on the tank. Well, that's pretty good for a big old yeah. V8, right? I think it has I'm not good. used to that. I'm filling up at like 280. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> filling up at. I just filled up today at 176. Oh man, that hurts. But that was all. That was all um, off road. No, 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 all city. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the uh, Magnaflow exhaust. Mm-hmm. It just keeps getting sweeter. It's like it broke in. It's so mellow. Like when you drive, it's like, and you're like, man, that's smooth. It's just, is that what you want though? It's like, it's like if you had butter mm-hmm. and you had it in a, in the freezer, a vessel, yeah, you're holding little... butter in a vessel. What do you mean a vessel? Just a vessel that holds butter. And that the butter gross. was solid. Yeah. Right. Yet when you tipped it over, it poured out like liquid and then it just re-solidified into butter again. It's like that. It's like, oh. This is going to be good, and it's better than it was, and then it's better again. I just think the packing inside the mufflers is burning out. No. No? no. Well, I mean, it's whatever it is, it sounds damn sounds good, better. man. It is yeah. just so – there's no edge to it. It just it's, – it's gooey smoothness uh-huh. of auditory delight is all I can say. It just – it's everything – it's like starts with a – and it does its thing. This settles into this nice thing, and it's like there's a spot on the 392 at like 23 to 2400 RPM where you do about 50% throttle, and it's just got gobs of torque. And it's just, it's like I have a deck of cards, and I'm just like going <laughs> off of my hand, just throwing cards everywhere like like a machine. Okay. It's so smooth. I'm just, not, I'm not it's seeing just the, throwing, I'm not following it's you just here. Throwing, but imagine the cards are musical notes. And it's just, everything behind me is just covered in music. Imagine if you could see your why exhaust not as musical do, notes. Why not describe and, it as a symphony? And they were all like Velcro-y. And they stuck to everything behind me. And everybody behind you just smiled because they, they had a sound of a V8 stuck to them. That's what it's like. <laughs> That's the weirdest description of yeah. exhaust noise I've ever heard. Freaking awesome. Huh. So I convinced a little Eric at work to uh, help me finally put in a, uh, a bypass muffler. Because I love the attack, but uh-huh. not always. <laughs> like when you leave my house? The, can, uh, can I the, tell bo- you? The Borla attack is, re- I love it, love my, it, love it. My neighbor down the street? Yeah. Uh, when you leave after the podcast at 11 o'clock at night, text me, bye, Lightning. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, the girl that lives yeah, down there? she oh, lives yeah. like two streets down. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's loud. And, and I've been going to work at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, I bet that makes the neighbors real happy. Not, they I they haven't said anything about it yet, but there's no way they're excited to be live next if to me. If I start the 392, I don't back the 392 into the house. I forward it into the garage nose first. Because if I back it in and I start it, all of our pictures rattle on the walls. Like all of them. I don't doubt it. It just, everything rattles. I got to do something about it. So we're going to, I'm going to try to find a nice muffler. And we're Remember gonna when I was like, do a cutout here. Dude, are you sure you want an attack? I do. I really, well, it's the only one they offered. Mm-hmm. I really, and I'm not just saying this because David has been good to us. He's been David e- exceptional Borla. to us. I really, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I love the sound it makes on the highway. I love mm-hmm. getting, I love it all, except for the morning. Mm-hmm. That's it. I got to do something about when, that because I just feel bad. Just put bananas in it like Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Just load your <laughs> no. load those uh, four inch tips full of bananas. Yeah. 
since we're talking about our trucks, didn't you do something to the 392 today? Yeah, just got uh, just got back before you got here, and uh, I'm enjoying uh, newfound um, steering efficiency. I don't know what you're saying right now. Okay. All right. Well, after after, uh, after did you change the hydraulic steering or something? Th- or? There's a whole thing. It, I, I won't okay. I won't belabor the point now, but I'm. We'll talk about it later in the show. Okay. Are you happy with whatever you did? Oh, absolutely. Okay. No, it's this. When I explain to you what it is, you're gonna be like, "Wow, somebody thought of that, and it's awesome." Interesting. It'll be cool. Okay. We also have guess that thing coming up where I'm going to quiz Mr. Holman, and you're gonna play along at home. Or in your truck. All right. Well, before we get to the show, we got to thank our presenting sponsor, Nissan, because without them, the Truck Show podcast would not be coming to you, uh, well, free every single week for the uh, last five and a half, six years, wherever we're at now. Are you saying that we would be on Patreon if it weren't for Nissan? (laughs) I don't... Ooh. Because <laughs> we're considering going there? <laughs> well, deep thoughts. Uh, yeah. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. So uh, we got to thank Nissan. Listen, if you guys are in the market for a half ton or mid-sized truck, head over to your local Nissan dealership or head to NissanUSA.com where you can build and price. The Nissan Frontier is one of the best-selling mid-sized pickup trucks. Rugged, dependable, reliable. Of course, the Nissan Titan and Titan XD is the half ton truck and half ton plus truck that has the industry's best warranty. Five-year, 100,000 miles. And I'm telling you right now, I know we talked about this earlier, I'm highly considering purchasing a base bottle Frontier. So how long are you allowed to say that before I can bust you for not buying one? Till the end of the year. Oh, that long? Yeah. This is going to get old. No, but I might be able to do it before that. I'm waiting for some lease deals because as they clear out the 23s, mm-hmm. I'm hoping some lease deals come in because if that happens, I'm probably going to I'm, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. There's only two vehicles I'm kind of looking at and really the Frontier like checks all the boxes. I, if I can afford it and swing it, I think that was what we're going to do for uh, for the new family rig for the uh, the new driver in the house. I'm going to stun you guys when I tell you that the Frontier starts at twenty nine three seventy. That is a solid truck for under thirty grand. All right, Lightning. Well, if uh, I'm a truck guy and I like putting loads behind it, <laughs> then <laughs> what, pro- what, do you, what do you mean by that? Then I'm probably having a really hot rear end. <laughs> what would I do? No. <laughs> was that not a good setup? I'm going to use that as a new ad for a Banks Ram Air rear differential cover. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so what Holman is talking about is the patented Banks Ram Air rear differential cover. Gail won himself a patent on that a couple years back, like 2019, something like that. And it, it first it went viral on video, and then people started to buy them, and now it's like the rear diff cover. That everybody has to have. And, and you, you're having trouble keeping them in stock, right? I mean... We are pretty good about keeping them up. We well, in the past we have run out. Yeah, and that has been bad. I saw. So we I, took back orders for a really long time. I jumped. Currently, in some we of have the, stock. Some of the forums. Yes, and people are like, "Oh, I went to order one, and they were on back order." So right now, I will tell you, sucker. So our new <laughs> warehouse should have done it. You've been in the new warehouse. It's like thirty thousand uh, yes. square feet. It's got a great supply of Ram Air rear differential covers. So all right, so you're saying if I have a heavy duty truck and I tow a lot, and I've got a Sterling axle, an AAM axle, a Dana axle in the back of that sucker, you've got a diff cover for me. Bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model. Uh, it's funny, uh, today when I was at the shop uh, and they were working on the 392, a customer comes in and he's like looking at the inside of my interior and I've got all my mounts and everything. And right now I'm in like city mode, right? Like all of my iPad's not in there, my GPS, you know, satellite communicator's not in there. And it's just a bunch of mounts. And he's like, Do you look like a total poser? Oh, totally. Yeah, I just look like I have a bunch of arms sticking out of that. Uh-huh. Basically, it's. You fi- still had the, the bank side dash up in I, there. I though, do. Right? Okay. I do. It's 15 ways to impale myself, right? In, a, in an accident <laughs> because all these arms are pointed at me, but there's nothing on them. Are those all the 76? What are the brand? What's uh, that? 67 Design. 67. Yep. Got it. One of them is my uh, Ram iPad mini mount that's sitting there with no iPad in it. 
That's off a of Carolina Metal Masters uh, grab handle ball. He's like, what is, what's that for? I go, it's, it's my, for my iPad. He goes, what, for watching movies? I'm like, no, for navigating trails. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Onyx. He goes, Onyx? I go, yeah, it's this great map app that I use for all of my off-road adventures, and I run it off my iPad. Oh, so you were and like, I, I'm literally like a pig in slop. Ooh, I get, to, yeah. I get to turn someone on Onyx. Woo-hoo. Totally. So we, we went to his <laughs> phone. I had him open up his phone. I walked him through the Onyx app. And I think he was super impressed. Did he subscribe? Uh, he did the trial, and he downloaded Ooh. it from the Apple App Store. And, of course, if you've got an Android, you can do it from the Google Play Store. And he checked it out, and we went over all the features. I showed him how to discover off-road trails. I, I talked to him about how to save maps for offline use when there's no cell service. Showed him how to track and then save and share his trips. I showed him on my elite on my account how you can see all the land ownership. And Did like, you share a trail with him? Well, it's funny because he goes, "Oh, I, I kind of want to see who owns this abandoned house down the street." And you can do that on yeah. Onyx, which is super <laughs> kind of like creepy if you're into that. Uh, and showed him like all my waypoints and how to customize. And then I showed him how it works with CarPlay on my head unit. I didn't have my iPad, but because I had my phone with me, ah, and it syncs across all your devices. Sure. I plugged my phone in and it had my Onyx up there, and he's like. This is amazing. And then I showed him how you do route builder on your laptop and, and how all the routes that I've built. And anyway, he was just blown away. He, he's like, I've been looking at this. I didn't come across Onyx and this totally solves my issue. And now I now I know how to find trails. And I'm, anyway, he was really excited about it. And I'm pretty sure we turned him into a subscriber for Onyx. Awesome. Do we get a commission? Uh, I don't think we do. Damn it. Yeah, we should work on that. <laughs> we should work. We, we're not good businessmen no, no, at that's, all. That's, that's actually true. So if you're looking for the best map app for your next adventure, go to onxmaps.com. All right, so... <laughs> Omen, look through the window. There's a guy in a black cowboy hat wandering around your backyard. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck... Because truck... With the truck show, we have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Say it ain't so, Holman. We have an actual in-studio guest again, Mr. Joshua Masroli from Vegas Industries. What up? <laughs> Hold on. That does not top my what up. All right, all right. Wait, hold, hold on, on Josh. Before on. you can... Uh, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm going to do both of them. Ow, that hurts. God, <laughs> don't do that again. Hold on. Intro time. Yo, the truck show. <laughs> show interview you don't want to miss we talk to top dogs in the industry how'd you blow up how'd you come to be who this who this truck show represent yeah all right so josh uh, we've had you on the show before why are you here again well, no, no don't start like that well, i didn't mean it though i meant he texted me and he says oh, dude i'm in socal and i'm like why do i am i finding out about this now you yeah, was in my hoodie was you, in long Beach. i know you need to come down to the studio and come hang out with us in person and do some pod and by the way he looks more more la than we do he's wearing a hawaiian shirt what's up josh yeah baby you know what i you know what i really enjoy sitting in here watching you two clowns banter back and forth is nothing how, is how excited 
Lightning gets about pushing the buttons and making the sound oh, effects. Seriously, like that yeah. is literally, he, he lives for that. He's like uh, a little kid. He loves I it. He, like, he pushes the button and looks around to see if everyone's right. impressed. And then, <laughs> love you, it. and then do you like how I basically ignore him half yeah. the time? Yeah. <laughs> All right, what the so, hell is wrong with you? Mm, well, there's, right. a, there's a lot. So you, lightning, 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 yeah, lightning. All right, 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 right. All right. Are, we, are we done? Yeah, we're <laughs> done. Can we interview our guest now? Yes, Josh, go. Uh, All right, it's my turn. Where did you come from? Uh, Dublin, New Hampshire. So, wow, man, you came way freaking across the country. Yeah, just see you. Oh, appreciate that. That's a lie, but I'm gonna. Yeah. I, I like it. All right. Yeah. Come on. This is the first time you've seen the uh, the pod shed. What do you think? It's very impressive. Thank it looks you. probably more professional than it is. I love it. I, I, Wait a minute. Hold on. It looks more <laughs> professional than it is. I think that. So it's was a not, that is a backhanded compliment. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What do you? What? You're not as fat you? as you look on TV. Is right. what you said. Right <laughs> now he's seen me before. He knows exactly how fat I am. When you walked in, when you okay, you walked down my side yard, and there it was in all its glory, the pod shed. Mm-hmm. And when we opened the door and let you in, did you hear? It's funny you mentioned that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> So is there anything that stands out to you? Or are you? I really like the traction control off sign. Was the lightning I love, ad? I love the stickers up by the steer horn. Yep. Yeah, I think that that's my favorite part. Stickers. Awesome. Awesome. Did you bring us a vague industry sticker? I brought you a sticker, but it's not a vague industry sticker. Well, what'd you bring? It's, what else are you working on? I have been working the last nine months to start uh, my own coffee company. So I saw that what? on your Instagram yeah. called uh, Grind or something, right? Grind. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how that... So this is honestly, the, uh, this is... We didn't talk about this before the show. He literally DM'd me yesterday and was like, dude, I'm in SoCal. And I'm like, you've got to go on the show because we're... What are you doing tomorrow? We're recording. And when I was looking through your stuff, your feed, I, I thought, how is Grind as a coffee company not taken? It is. He's just... It was he, expensive. <laughs> okay. No, no. Hold yeah. on a second. There's no way that you're not uh, stepping on someone's existing trademark. There's no way. There's a lot of small town coffee shops called, you know, the Daily Grind or Grind, or that name has been used a lot of times in a lot of different ways. Um, but we've been pretty careful about, you know, we spent a lot of time trying to pick the name and researching which one's going to work for us. And it was expensive. The better the name, the more expensive it is. You know, if I wanted to buy Coca Cola, like that's yeah. an expensive name. Sure. Yeah. So on the bag, it will say grind. grind. Yeah. That's grind. it. Yeah. What the hell? So okay. So Can how do you first go? Congratulations. Thank you. That's a miracle. That how you do got you go it. from honing micro pickup trucks and uh, <laughs> an old Toyota and, and all the crazy things that is the short bus and right. all these crazy projects you've done to being the coffee guy now? It's uh, it's actually going to allow me to hot rod that much harder. Um, okay. So yeah, it's. That, by the way, should be a T-shirt. Hot Rod Harder. <laughs> yeah, Write that yeah. down. Yeah. Write that down. Right. Totally. Hot Rod Harder. It's really just a math thing. Like, I have a, I've said this several times, but like, I've got a personal goal of becoming a billionaire, but not one of financial stature, somebody who positively affects the lives of over a billion people. You know, on a personal level, like, once you reach a certain amount of money, more money doesn't make you more happy. So, Correct. So, and I'm planning right now to reach that level of money where I can sustain my my security and happiness and then go affect other people that's so I'm not that's, there yet though so that's exactly what we're doing is like we're building a scalable math machine to where 
Um, Wait, like, a scalable math machine? Is that like a perpetual motion machine? Totally. Yeah, it's just numbers, baby. Mm-hmm. It's uh, So w- once you hey, reach get a... that one sheet for him. If he's going to be a billionaire, maybe we can help him uh, promote Grind on the show. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll have some <laughs> talks after the show. All right, I like it. If more money doesn't make you more happy after a certain point, you realize that money is not the thing. Right. The thing needs to be the thing. And if the thing's done well, money is a byproduct of the thing. I like that. So it ends up being this self-replicating feedback loop. And in the end of the day, like, you know, money doesn't buy you happiness to an extent because like uh, money, is, buy, money buys you the time to do something you enjoy yeah, right, totally. yeah. or security yeah the freedom to do what you actually want because yeah, mm-hmm. if you aren't stressed out about things and you can breathe freely you can be more creative and you can use that bandwidth and it's it's you know we, we had talked earlier today about you know lighting opportunity costs right like right. if you can yep. solidify this over here then the ability to uh, take advantage of all those other opportunities that are out there you, you can do that totally so you know, ultimately, we are trying to make a large positive impact on society and redirect everybody's attention and effort who feeds into this machine in a direction I think will have a positive outcome. Now, excuse the the pun, but that is vague. So totally. how, did, how do you get into it? Did you know someone in the coffee industry that specializes in bean procurement or so, people find different ways into it? You know, sure. And then, and then out the follow-up is how do you differentiate yourself from someone like a Starbucks, a coffee bean and tea leaf or a, uh, or black rifle, which is totally. on fire right now. Totally. For about a year, I invested in, um, putting together a, a development team and creating plug and play performance modules for turbocharged vehicles. So basically it would just manipulate the signals from the different sensors to the computer, the computer would make the automatic offsets and you'd make 10% more power. It wouldn't write to the computer and you'd maintain your, your, your you're warranty. Des- you're describing an inline tuner. Yeah. I mean, it's back to the 90s, you know, just piggyback stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had several conversations within a week, uh, like three or four really in-depth conversations with people who were either A, fighting the EPA or B, working for the EPA. And I recognized that the trajectory of growth of my new company crossed with the trajectory of regulation, put me in a really bad spot. And if I'm going to do that, it's essentially an emissions defeat device. So that's start- Oh, well, that, hold on. Stop. I, I got to pause you right there, legitimately, because, I mean, I work at a company that makes those. We, totally. We, we make yep. a lot of them to sell thousands. Yep. It's not an emissions defeat device. Well, the way no, he was doing it, it is. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you're ripping off the cats or you're, you're moving the diesel particulate filter or you're- That is, that is an, a de- defeat device. Now, what you're explaining, though- is that you are potentially causing the vehicle to pollute Correct. by by yeah. by Rich, upping, running richer by running richer yeah, yeah. or yeah, which is going to make uh, more no, your knocks. At the, go at up the end of the day, like he's that. not disparaging people that are doing yeah, you know, no, but carb have, legal stuff or emissions. He he's doing for the pure fun of hotting up the engine and yeah. and exhibition and things like that. No, I right? get it, but I can I so I didn't know that you were doing that, and that's yeah. really fascinating. It was cool. You know, that's we made my, some really cool. Stuff. My day to day, you know, you and I have yeah. spoken about this before. Is that for, and it's been some time, like you can do it right yep. and you can go through carb Certainly. and you can get an EO yep. and you can d- release these uh, legally, but it is a mountain of cash to do it yep. and a lot of time. And we went through some of that, right. but like ultimately I realized what I was doing was starting a political energy war. And when you word it like that, <laughs> I don't have a lot of interest in doing that with yeah. a dog in the fight. So uh, this is what I'm passionate about is the freedom to do what we want because we're in America and I really love hot rods and it comes down to community and people. And it's like, 
who do you want to support? Well, the people that matter most to you. And it happens to be that the people that matter most to me are, you know, in this world, in the automotive world. And they all have their, their family's livelihood rides on it. Like they all got small businesses. And, you know, the, all of that's being encroached on very quickly. Um, hot rodding will die within our lifetime because of the trajectory of regulation. There's not a lot we can do, it, uh, do about it because they're restacking and repiling the numbers and manipulating it to look like there's improvement when there's really not or potentially making it worse in some cases. Do you know people that have been hammered by the EPA? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You, this feels very personal to you. Yeah, totally. So you know, you, do you know someone who has been one of the tuners that got raided? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've yeah, I've personal friends with a handful of these situations. Like and Lund, uh, well, you weren't friends with the Lund guys, the the Mustang guys. No. That they got hammered. There's a bunch of tuners that recently, and there's a lot that get that are basically being bankrupted by the government. Whether they're selling turbos or they are selling defeat devices, or we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show, but the government has a really good way of, or the the, the government can choose when. To allow you, as the person they bust, to talk to the they world, they can essentially right. be a king ma- uh, yeah, yeah. maker, right? They can, like they, they can, right? And it's not an even playing field. It's not totally guy on the left, guy on the right, guy in the middle don't have the same experience across the board, right? So they, some of the people that they bust, they negotiate a deal where that guy can go out and preach clean uh, tuning and blah blah blah. Other guys, they make them sign a, a, a non-disclosure or a yep. uh, uh, a gag order, yep. right? So they can't even talk about the terms of their the agreement with the government. So like people are getting busted all over the place. Some can talk about it, some can't. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Um yeah. It's it's insane. It's a mafia. They're they're a mob. But I mean like I am ten thousand percent for clean energy and like save the environment, yeah. save the whales, all that bullshit. Like I'm I've been obsessed with energy for the past fifteen years. Like But what what blows my mind is there's a lot of people who are anti energy. And if you don't make energy, right. the whole society and world Everything collapses. collapses. Yeah. And I don't understand how, like, I can understand somebody being anti-technology. They're anti this particular yeah. technology because it Certainly. doesn't fit in whatever. But but the more extreme side of the table is anti-energy. Right. It blows my mind. It's like, but you wouldn't be able to use your phone or Wi-Fi or have transportation or have a light bulb at night or... Right energy is is the key to progress totally and there's i think there's good ways better ways there's and they transitional ways they don't it. understand energy they don't yeah. understand energy density that, they think that a wind that. farm will solve things yeah. but then you need batteries to well, did store you see that nebraska like, had a, a solar f- um farm millions of dollars and it was destroyed in 20 minutes in a hailstorm no i didn't know that because they're just you know they're putting things places oh well this is going to there's a right technology, technology and appropriateness, right? There's right. a right technology for right places. If you live in a windy valley, well, maybe, you know, windmills have something, but they're not perfect either. Solar panels, they blight up, you know, the environment. And so all these people are like, well, just put them out in the desert where nothing lives. Well, what, what about all the things that do live in the desert? Right. You know, just because I feel like we are in this mode right now where society is offshoring our filth to other places. So you're going to feel good because they've marketed to you and told you that when you plug in your car, it's zero emissions. Well, it's not zero emissions. It's it, restacking it, the pile. Exactly. It's emissions. Oh, from, that's a good way of putting it. Restacking yeah, the pile. It's emissions yeah. from wherever that came from. Now, let's say you have hydroelectric or solar or wind. And so, yeah, okay, that could be zero emissions. But what about the big diesel tractor that mined all the stuff to make yeah. your car? 
I mean, just, just there's nothing that's zero emissions. It's such a misnomer. And so you're offshoring the, your filth to somewhere else so that you can feel good about yourself. Meanwhile, forcing all of us to, you know, take the ride with you. And right. not all of us want to take And that it's ride. not even offshoring it. Like, look at the the Northwest or Nevada where there's Indian reservations, you know, m- millions of acres of Indian reservations. And that's where you find the lithium or that's where you'll find. And they're trying to coerce the the Indian populations to let us have parts of your land and we'll pay you all these large sums of money and give you these jobs. But at the end of the day, they're just they're Well, that's not even talking making about making pockmarks on the, on, the, on the, the earth. That's not even talking about the global impact. Yeah. Look at all the communities in, in Africa and places like that that are getting strip mined out. And it's like, oh, we don't care about them. So th- first world countries will come in and we'll take all your resources and promise you the world or we'll give you loans for infrastructure. And then knowing you can't repay it, you'll default. Now we own all all of this over here. It's just it, it's it's crazy. Can I tell you the craziest thing, though? <laughs> Certainly. Is that Go the, ahead. The, one, the one answer is nuclear. And yet the same people that want to get rid of all the fossil fuels will not discuss nuclear. And it's the only one that's clean and will power everything on the planet for a million years. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's they're making uh, emotional laws and like their heart is in the right place, but they're not doing the actual math about it. Um, Because in the end of the day, it's just energy, whether that's like you said, energy density, whether it's in uh, liquid fuel or it's stored in a battery or wherever it comes from, it's just energy. We're using X amount of energy and how efficiently can we use that energy? That should be the mission, not manipulate it. Like, and by the way, we should still be able to have fun with energy. Yeah, totally. Like, like it's, it should, we should still be able to do a burnout and yep. not be like, oh, you know, you're waste your energy wasters. Yeah. It's so precious. I mean, it, it just... Yeah. Uh, so like, anyway. you know, like Knox out the tailpipe, they pick something that they can easily uh, manipulate and reduce and put a smaller number out so that they can turn to the public and say, look, we reduce Knox. But Knox is just a measurement of how efficient the chemical reaction is in the combustion cycle in converting the potential energy into mechanical energy. So like all you did was say, look how inefficient we made this engine. And now the refineries need to produce twice the amount of fuel that they used to. And they're not measuring it the same way over at the refineries they're saying oh wow you know uh, demand has doubled now well it's because you doubled it because you made our trucks inefficient I, that's not why i'm here no, yeah, well, no. okay this is so let's stuff dude no, I it say, is it this is, is but, great <laughs> we love this topic yeah. I, I could talk about this all day and we probably lose listeners yeah but i think many of them are just as passionate as we are they understand where this is going and i don't think that the average person the average listener just the average all-American dude is not like, let's crap on the country and let's have our skies be brown and our kids, you know, cough on a smoggy day. Like, no one is in for that. I feel like everybody wants the clean environment, the efficient vehicles that, like, nobody wants, exactly like you just said, but most aren't educated enough and they lean to the, you know, these organizations yeah, who, who have a political agenda. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, when you're trading carbon credits, you're not reducing yeah. pollution. Restacking the pile. Yeah. So, so why are you here, Josh? Well, I started a coffee company. Let's talk about coffee. And I've been, uh, I've got a, you know, through the years of of doing this whole entertainment thing and running big in the streets and the Death Wish show on Amazon, I've made a bunch of friends and business partners and sponsors. And I'm now sort of leveraging all of those opportunities I've created to to start uh, putting together this new brand, this new company. And I jumped, I started this trip in a Volkswagen bus, like an old 70s air-cooled pop-top Westphalia, 
and uh, of course you did. Yeah, yeah. it was so cool. Yeah. It was so cool, <laughs> it, but miserable. Um, it took me a week to do 400 miles and two engines, and uh, just I'm done. I quit. <laughs> I gave up. You win. And uh, so I I turned around and I went and grabbed uh, my beautiful Buick, and I've been cranking out miles, going to visit you know my influencer friends and sponsors and business partners, and starting to put together a campaign to launch this company. We've been working super hard for the past nine months, and basically every position that needs to be filled within the organization, I have filled with one of the best. It's not like, well, my buddy can probably do that. It's like, no, who's the best and what do they want? Awesome. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. So clearly so, you came to the best podcast. Totally. That's well, here. <laughs> so wait, did you shake the money tree and get financing? Because what you're insinuating is that if you want the best marketing director or you want the best yep. product placement person or whatever it is, yep. like, or the best chemist, right? That's going to come to the tune of a couple hundred grand per employee. That's not going to be cheap. It's expensive. And so do you've got <laughs> you've got investors that are helping no, you. you. No, don't. this is all me. I'm going all in. I'm like, I'm because this is what I'm passionate about is like making a positive impact, and I'm trading my, you know, my old career of selling my labor for money for something that's scalable that I can make a larger impact. How do you? Go so, to your buddy in California here, drive across the country and say, I'm starting this company and I believe that this is going to be the next greatest thing and we're going to give to, to give back to the world, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to pay you what you want. And he looks at you and goes, okay, fine, but how long can you pay me yeah. this amount? Cause, totally. Cause I mean, you're I'm gonna, transparent about everything. Right, because you're going to go yeah. broke soon. Totally. And if, we don't, if we're not well, net easy. positive. Well, no, hey, 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 hey. Be, no, I'm being, I'm being like, <laughs> wow. I'm being the guy's like. <laughs> you know, a lighting of a ye of little faith over yeah. here. You know what I'm no, saying? Like, you're going is, broke soon. Don't do it. But you're, you're out there. You're like looking to angel investors. Or you're looking to guys to jump their ship to, to join yours, right? That's a tough ask. How do you pull that off? I've, I've been there. I've, yeah. It's, it's freaking hard. Totally. And, and people call you out. They're like, I love your plan. I love everything about it. I love you, but I don't trust that you can make, Certainly. give me the living that I need. Certainly. Yeah. And it's, you know, I say that we've got the best. Sometimes it has to be the second best. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not always the best. It's the best I can find, the best, the best people that we can come to agreements with. Um, but I'm feeling super confident in all this. And... I, uh, while I'm out here in Cali, I am building the ultimate work truck. Um, we're calling it the ultimate work truck, whether it is or not, it's just going to be my personal favorite. <laughs> um, I've got a, uh, a 78 Ford Dentside Super Cab. Nice. It's just a body. And I picked up a 08 four wheel drive F450. It's got 48s in it. Uh, Perfect. The Dana S110 and Super 60 in the front. Uh, we're putting a ZF6 six-speed manual in it. All right. I like it. So and, far, I like it. Yeah. And the bed, this was a cabin chassis truck. And so the bed is a M105 military trailer, like the big oh, like nine wow. and a half footer. Okay. We've got some 11R22.5 uh, Falcon like off-road semi-truck tires. Yeah. So they're like 42 inches. Um, I want to put a glass nose on it. McQueen, uh, yeah, McQueen makes a really cool like pre-runner style nose so that I can put uh, big tires with no lift. Um, What's the plan for this truck? Okay, well this, okay, so the plan is... Don't worry, nobody's listening. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm building this here in SoCal out near Johnson Valley. Do we uh, need to get 
all of our listeners to sign an NDA before you tell them? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all listeners, place your Pod- right hand. Uh- <laughs> Truckshowpodcast.com slash NDA. Please uh, click the button, and then Josh will tell you yeah. what he's got cooking. So this is just for, for fun, right? Uh, for laughs. Uh, something to persevere through, because it's going to be very, very difficult. And uh, I'm building it in SoCal near Johnson Valley, and then we want to drive it, do as much off-road as possible overland to Texas. And it's going to be powered by coffee. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to. Be, it's going to be powered. I think Josh is going to be powered by coffee. Yes, yeah, he, 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 he is now. Um, it's going to be powered by two twenty-two horse generator engines. Right. Huh? I did the rough math. What? Remember how I've said I've been like pretty obsessed about energy. So I yes. did the rough math on what it takes to get that truck with a estimated coefficient drag to maintain 60 miles an hour, and it's like 42 horsepower. Okay. So if I gear it just right for peak horsepower torque mm-hmm. at whatever speed, I m- maybe will be able to do that, which is also kind of why we're going to do off-road. So we're just going to build some like scaffolding and run two engines with pulleys down to a jack shaft that'll have the actual truck clutch on it. It's going to be really difficult, and if it doesn't do the speed, I'll make a like a double integrated intake manifold and put a belt driven like smog pump supercharger on it. When we get to Texas, we're still- at which point are you thinking Josh is crazy? <laughs> that was like 10 minutes ago. Okay. Just checking. Yeah, I, I, just, yeah. so I had to get a temperature check in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, when we get to Texas, we're going to Texas speed where in the parking lot, we will put in a 715 horse, 7.3 Godzilla. Okay. This truck's gonna be a bad bitch. Okay, <laughs> so you're going from like a feeble, whatever you said, forty horsepower or something, to over seven hundred. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So chirping gears, pulling Brodies, sticking no, my head right. out the window, no, checking out you... chicks, going, "What's up, man?" But, but again, <laughs> is you, this part of Death Wish or anything, or what, is so this wait, just to follow you on Instagram kind of craziness? Or? Yeah, this is going to be uh, it's an a marketing episode. vehicle, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's all. Everything is really. It's like it's just for fun, just for attention, just for you know. You convert that attention to sales at some point. But in how life, how but does this tie into coffee? Into grind? I don't have a truck. i got no way to get the beans anywhere (laughs) yeah that's true i mean you know we're looking at setting up these booths at all these events and one of the first events we're doing is holly ls fest and we're going to be running uh, a section of the off-road course we've got some blocks of time uh put out just for us and we're going to host our own little exhibition race we're bringing in about a dozen um like thousand horse rock bouncers and we're going to do some exhibition racing um but, you know, in planning all of that, I'm like, well, we got to set up our booth. Um, you know, Grind's going to be there present because this is sort of the presenting uh, title. Will you be brewing on site? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, uh, I just bought a coffee maker that was like five grand. Um, wow. It makes like uh, three gallons a minute. It runs on 220. It's <laughs> oh, crazy. Dang. All right. So we got some satellite pots and stuff. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, well, I got to bring water. I got to bring beans. I got to bring the tent. I'm like... My little half ton square body ain't gonna do that. Nope. So I'm like, I need a real damn truck. And so, so why, hmm. why coffee? And how did you get into the coffee side of it? Like, what was because I you always watch these stories of these boutiquey coffee companies. Like, well, I knew somebody and then made a relationship with a farmer where I could get these premium beans, and I go to Columbia every month and check on my supply, and then I hired a guy down there who runs it, and I, you know, it's, it seems like an incredibly complicated totally and it's it's you know coffee is a commodity it's a right. consumable it's it's something and i feel i i hear that there's like some 
dirty deeds behind the scenes. Like you yeah. can you can get like pushed out from buying certain beans, and yeah. if you, you, there are players in the industry. Seems like there yeah. would be uh, yeah easier industry to jump into for your mission, but you've chose coffee. So why uh, and how? So last year I did two builds for Death Wish, and one of the builds was a like '80s Cadillac. And we put um, twin I-beam in the front, 20 inches of wheel travel, LS-swapped, some 33-inch Falcon mud terrains. And it was like this ugly tan cream color. And I needed to paint it, make it, it needed to be visually stimulating other than just a lifted car. And I thought for a while, and then it came to me. I was like, this thing needs to be painted with the old Marlboro cigarettes livery. (laughs) And it looks... Awesome. And it got, you know, it did really well. It was on front page of uh, uh, Hemmings Motor News, which was very off brand because <laughs> yeah. this, you've got this off road car that's airborne. Yeah. And Hemmings is not really known for that. Right. Image. In a cigarette livery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I did that and it looked awesome. Everybody loved it. It triggered a bunch of deep brain wrinkles in everybody. And I love that deep brain wrinkles. Yeah. yeah. They're playing tonight, by the way, down in Huntington on yeah, the pier. No, Brewery X. Oh, yeah. After the show. Oh, they're playing Brewery X? Yeah, yeah. Now, are they playing with uh, Emotional Laws? <laughs> no, they're playing with uh, Hot Rod Harder. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I built that car in a month, and then I raced back home, and I had to build another car for another episode of Death Wish, and that one's coming out soon, where it was a 71 Mustang that had been fully prepped for a demo derby. Nice. Um, <laughs> like we're talking, it had a small block Chevy in it, upswept headers, tucked in bumpers. It was a cage Sweet. on the inside, like full blown professional derby car. And that was for a, um, it was a charity event called the San Filippo Smash. And it's the, th- <laughs> <laughs> the third largest demo derby in the country. And it's all for charity. And it all goes towards um, children and families affected by San Filippo syndrome which is like a neurodegenerative disorder, and there's really no cure for wow. it. So okay. their whole objective is the, we all like the idea of finding a cure, but at this point there's no light at the end of the tunnel, so their objective is just to improve quality of life for families that are suffering from this. There was, I think it was $350,000 raised. Wow. You know, again, back to the sort of philanthropic side of, of me was, you know, we jumped in on that because it was a good purpose and something that I could stand behind. Um and I got the smash of 71 Mustang at full throttle. <laughs> but what, so we're putting this together and I had a couple days to like put lights back on it. And, you know, we put LED pods and, and stuff in there just to because I was going to drive this thing 16 hours to the event. Of and, course you were. Because right. why wouldn't you? Right. You're crazy. Yeah. If I trailered it, I, you can't have a TV show about trailering a car to an event. Like, that's, that's true. Right. right. So. You know, I bought a windshield, we stuffed windshield in it, and the brake light switch was actually one of those universal horn switches that I zip-screwed to the top of the brake pedal. So every time... (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, the police thought that was funny, too. Um, (laughs) Did you really got pulled over? Yeah, really, yeah. How many many tickets? No tickets. Oh, no tickets. Yeah, I was smooth. Well done. (laughs) But uh, when I was trying to figure out what to paint that car, because it was just white... And it looked like crap and needs to be visually stimulating somehow. Um, I put like two hours of effort into figuring out what the correct livery was. And a whole two hours. Gen- <laughs> genuinely. Like I put a lot of effort into like okay. I was I was cruising through, uh, you know, Instagram and I'm like, I'll paint it like a Duracell battery. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Anything like yeah, something yeah. that's going to be distinguishable and like 
then I, I got into the psychology of the consumer, the viewer. Like, I'm going to a demo derby. If we're going to generalize average and create a stereotype on the people in the stands, what are they going to want to see? Mm, and, a, or, a smooshed <clears throat> Pabst beer can. Right. So, yeah, exactly. So you draw you draw a generalized average, and that's how stereotypes are created. And I ended up I, – I was reluctant to because I'd just done it, but – I painted it like the Marlboro cigarette pack, uh, like two in a row, back to back, one month apart. And it was a big hit. It looked awesome. And in all of that, I spent that time diving into the psychology of the the, the viewer. And I was like a little enamored by the fact that- uh, People still smoke one, in 2023? Yeah, people still smoke. But like the fact that when you smoke a cigarette- you just opened an account with that company and you go back every day and now you're addicted to it. And I'm like, man, I wish I had a product people were addicted to. And I was like, yeah, tobacco kills people. I don't know if I'm down for that. Big pharma seems like a lot of paperwork also <laughs> kills people. And I'm like, well, coffee is actually good for people. It's a mood enhancer. It's like, it helps with self-discipline. It's like, it's going to help you achieve more and become a better you today than you were yesterday. And it's like, that's, 100% with the creed of Sounds the Sounds like you're drinking the coffee. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> Wait, say that again. It helps you be a more creative you than you were yesterday. What? Yeah, what? 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 Say can that you again? Get, can you get some of your magic beans over to lightning then? <laughs> yeah. What, what, yeah. That was a great phrase. Can well, you repeat it, it? It helps you become a better you than you were yesterday. That's great. And, and Ah, then, damn it. I'm worse than I was yesterday, so that's <laughs> not going to work. Yeah, huh? you've been in decline for a while. <laughs> I'll set you up with some grind. We'll fix that. Okay. <laughs> but- you know, that's ultimately the creed of the company is like mental health and wellness and, you know, discipline and perseverance. And so it's coffee with cocaine in it is what I'm hearing. Basically, right? <laughs> Put some magic dust in the bag. But, um, I don't think that's legal anymore. Oh, okay. No, well, coca leaves strike are, that. Uh, it's not <laughs> strike part that. of dentistry anymore either. Because <laughs> okay. right. yeah. pretty much everybody. So the, the thing was like coffee is good for the mental health in, in moderation. Like you can abuse anything. You can abuse cheeseburgers, but I've, <laughs> yeah. I've tried. Yeah. I've tried. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that when I walked in. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's a large market. It's probably second largest market next to energy. Then, you know, sort of what we stand for is everybody can agree with. Everybody has this natural inclination to self-improvement. Uh, we all want to be better today than we were yesterday. Whether you actually achieve that is a totally different argument, but we all want to. And everybody wakes up in the morning fighting an invisible, slippery enemy that knows you as well as you know it. And all day long, you fight a thousand tiny battles against yourself. And, you know, the days that you win more battles than you lose, that's a successful day. And really, we're just, I just want people to have a higher quality of life. And how do you, how do, you do that? You know, if... If you want to put in clean water supplies or schools in third world countries and, or you know, underprivileged communities right here in the States, it's like you need a math machine to do that. You can't do that with no money. So, like, for me, I, d I don't care at all about the money. I care about... The, the resources. You, well, you really. want the end result. Right? I want the yeah. end result. So how I, are you going to get? But that? you have to have I'm, resources to fund that, right? And and you know, I want to help the people that I care about most. It's like I want to invest in your dreams. So if your measurement of success is your ability to adapt your goals to meet others, at that point, you both have a common goal, and you can't build something greater than yourself by yourself. So it's really a, a communal exercise. Um, and like, given that, the most selfish question that 
I could ever ask is how can I help you? It's like, cause I'm just trying to adapt my goals to meet yours. It makes me feel more wholesome and full to help you achieve what's important to you than it does for me because I I have everything. I'm good. Josh needs anything. Josh needs to go on TED Talks, man. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is this uh, is our, a great motivational uh, speech I, I'm right here. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. This is this is impressive. Yeah, from so, the guy the cowboy hat from uh, SEMA from uh, six years ago <laughs> to you, uh, a guy uh, you know pitching on self worth. That's uh, a, I love it. A guy with a cowboy hat wearing uh, shorts and a, a Hawaiian shirt, uh, making crash up derby cars. Yeah, I, you know? I'd like to. He's an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Is unbuttoned all the way down to my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> There's irony in that. Yeah. Yeah, I've With got one of the buttons I ripped off. By the way, totally, this, I got a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so what happens with? And I'm going to go back to the freaking beans. Like, how do you get into that industry? Oh, okay, I, okay. I, yeah, I, so I, I get just, the why. Yeah, okay, totally so, explain. But I, I want to know the how. The how. The how. Like, what? How. Did you did you parachute into somewhere? Did you totally hire some dude at the border? Like, so I got it. I got it. He was abducted. He woke up in Colombia. He got addicted to coffee. <laughs> Okay, I don't think I don't think you happened. get a I don't think you go to Colombia to get addicted to coffee. <laughs> yeah. okay. I think that's that special ingredient you wanted in your bag. Oh, the coca leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, when I decided that coffee was the answer, you know, for all the reasons why, well, now it's you know, as I'm assembling this company, it's been, uh, you know, I'm a fireman and I'm putting out the hottest fire and go to the hottest fire, then the next hottest fire, and then the next hottest fire, and. What those fires are, are, you know, finding and building the uh, systems and subsystems or, or people or resources and putting the machine together, whether that's, you know, the, the roasting or the import broker or the fulfillment company, the marketing company and all of these things. It's like I'm, I'm not in the factory roasting the beans personally. Uh, because I want to work on the company, not in the company. And there are people who are incredibly passionate about exactly that position. So hire them for what they want to do, which is, again, adapting your, your goals to meet others. People really want to do certain uh, jobs in all companies. So like, let them do what they're passionate about and compensate them you know, for however they want to be compensated. So, you're both adapting your goals. So, so uh, you're looking at this business as you're not thinking, I'm going to go up against Starbucks and open up X number of retail locations, nor are you looking at opening up a 5,000 square foot warehouse where you just store, you ship beans to people. You're like building a brand that will be Designed, manufactured, built by others, basically. In a sense, right? no? yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a communal exercise. You know, we're all coming together in order to to create this organization. Ultimately, you know, we will we will end up with our own warehouses and and all of that. We don't have that at the moment, but um, you know, we just found who's the most passionate and or talented in the desired position that we need. Like, did you consider, God forbid. Uh, the pyramids, like uh, your your uh, Herbalife or things like that, that type of business structure. We're just going to do D to C. I don't I don't have any intentions uh, of going wholesale or retail. Uh, that's a whole separate business model that is pretty difficult because you need to move so much volume in order to get your price or your profit margins to a point where it's even sustainable. So at least in the beginning, once you reach that point, uh, you know the 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 retail is almost a lost leader. It's like you lucky if you break even by putting your stuff in the grocery stores, but what you do gain is market share. Yeah, so, brand, brand uh, yeah. you know, identity or, yep. or, or awareness. So yep. you want to sell direct to consumer. 
Yeah, direct to consumer, at least for now. Were you yeah. a coffee guy before? Not really, but I do recognize how incredibly powerful it is as a tool for mental wellness. Okay. How many different versions do you have, or SKUs, I guess, of coffee? And then how are, can you appreciate the differences in the coffee? Yeah. I'm, yeah. So it's, it's, I've learned a lot about coffee. Yeah. Know, I, I would know. imagine. Yeah. 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 I've learned a whole lot. Um, cause I genuinely like being vulnerable here and employing humility. Like <laughs> I didn't know a lot when I started. I just knew that like, this is a business that I want to do because I can positively impact society in the long haul. So, uh, you know, we've got four flavors right now. We're not doing like additives. It's not, um, it's not French vanilla or hazelnut or any of that. Uh, this is single source whole bean. That's all ethically sourced. When you get a bag of our coffee, every bean and every ounce of that coffee comes from the same farm. It's specialty grade, which essentially means that all of the beans are carefully sorted to be the same mass in diameter so that when it's roasted, it's very evenly roasted and there's no deviation in flavor. We've got a dark, a medium, and a light roast, and then we have an espresso. And these are all from all different locations. And I met a woman who is so passionate about this that she is... Um, PhD of beanery? Yeah, she's certified taster. And she, is that really a thing? It really is yeah, it a is. thing. It's okay. wild. So is that like being a sommelier? This lady can take a sip of coffee. She can tell you exactly what genetic strand it is, where on earth it was grown, and what elevation it was grown at, just by taking a sip. Wow, so she I seems wonder. Like she's pretty important. To I know. wonder how yeah. elevation changes the taste. It's, wow, because the amount of oxygen, yeah, right? and nitrogen too. Oh, so, nitrogen. So that that affects the uh, caffeine content too. Um, but so we've got. A coffee from um, Peru, Brazil, Costa Rica, and the espressos, uh, Cameroon, Africa. So, and, you know, these are all ethically sourced. We're 100% solar. So, again, this is all tying into the energy thing. Like, I'm a 1,000% for clean energy. I'm just not for political manipulation of numbers. Sure. When can we expect the company to launch and we can go to grindcoffee.com or wherever yep. the website is and it, actually purchase a bag? Hopefully in a couple of weeks. So this oh, is, that's soon. Yeah. So I've been working on this for nine months and the last hottest fire has been putting together the campaign and um, and content creation, which is going to be a never ending thing. Do you um, have a Instagram or social for it yep. yet? All the socials are It's Grind Coffee. All right. It's Grind Coffee. It's Grind Coffee. Yeah. And yeah. they're live now. You could go to that now. Yeah, yeah. You, okay. can go, you can go to the social pages now. The website isn't uh, public at this point, but it might be by the time this podcast launches. Okay, so what is the Black Rifles got their military background? Starbucks, God knows what their thing is. Um, what, what's your, what's Grind's thing? Is it the grind of like your daily grind? Is it crash up derby cars? Is it is it you? <laughs> Are you the face? Like what is the... Because everything's got a, like a, For sure. a brand message or a mascot yep. or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, our our icons really are just uh, currently the, the logo. Um, and we've put a lot of effort into uh, like the style guide and the brand asset toolkit and stuff so that there's continuity um, uh, across the visual assets of the brand. Uh, you know, it, it goes back to the company create about mental health and wellness. Um, that's the biggest thing is we're... we're Implicit in the name grind is the the whole self-discipline and perseverance and becoming better today than you were yesterday. So, you know, we're 
that's, I guess, our belief system. Uh, Whereas somebody like Black Rifle Coffee, you know, they are hard on on the military thing, you know, veteran owned and giving back and love that. And and to be clear, like, I don't see any of these people as competition. Like, I have a mindset of abundance. It's like, I'm not, I don't have a scarcity mindset. There's so much, it's fine. You know, ultimately, like, I would, we both have, you know, if we're talking about Black Rifle Coffee, like we both have similar objectives with the company. So awesome. More people fighting that same fight is more better. More better. And that's more better than good. I do. Uh, I love the bag. I'm seeing it here at It's Grind Coffee on Instagram. Holman brought it up on the uh, the TV in the podcast here. And the background is, uh, it's very cool. It's like kind of a, a scenic in some... Um, how would you describe that? It looks like not an Ansel Adams photograph. No, that would be black and white. This has okay. color. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's, it's a, very vintagey. I feel like this could have come out in the 1930s or something and it's kind of reminds it's me of a uh, national park postcard. Yeah. There you go. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Drip well, grind. Yeah, we've got whole bean and drip grind. I don't know anything about coffee, but I know you're going to be successful at it. And, you know, this is uh, again, like specialty grade, it's the best you can get. What does that mean price-wise compared to like, I'm going to walk in a Vons. Like, do they have Vons everywhere? Okay, let's assume I walk into a, a grocery, grocery store. store and a regular house brand of coffee is going to cost what versus yours? Just generally so, speaking. Yeah, generally speaking. So ours is, you're going to pay about 15 bucks for a 12-ounce bag. You can get it as cheap as... Probably seven, eight bucks for a twelve ounce bag, but like that's we're comparing apples to oranges. I understand. I just yeah, I just needed to know. Okay, so fifteen bucks for a really good bag of coffee. Yeah, and you know that's on par with everybody else. So we're able to still, you know, marginal cost of production plus cost of running a business on top of that is it's sustainable. All right. Well, uh, I just pulled up as lighting said on Instagram. It's grind coffee. So at it's grind coffee, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I'm guessing YouTube, TikTok, okay. all of it. All who of it. did the art, by the way? It's super cool. The guy who, my creative director, is also the product pra- package designer for Hasbro Toys. <laughs> oh my God. You really were going after the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not okay, playing around. Then. We're going all the way in. Awesome. Holy mackerel. So you got you got him to do this on, on the DL? More or less, yeah. Okay. I mean, we've got a long-term plan, but yeah. So once the website is up, it's grindcoffee.com? It's going to, uh, the website is grindcoffeeco.com. Cool, man. Uh, thanks for coming to SoCal. How long yeah. are you in town for? Uh, I'm not sure. I, well, I got to build this truck out in Johnson Valley area. No, um, wait, wait, you're being vague. See, because vague industries. Right. Johnson Valley. You did that joke already, by the way. I know that. Okay, check it. So there, Teresa Contreras is out there. Are you, are you getting with her? Like, who, There's not many people out in the Johnson Valley area. Can uh, you, there's a few. Who are you working with? What do you mean? As far as building my truck? Yes. I'm just doing it out in the dirt. No, but wait a minute. Well, you're just doing it. Like, you need a shop. You need tools. Yeah, I got a buddy. I got a friend. See? See? There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my buddy. I, it felt like like he was working up to something special out there. Yeah, there's like, he is working up to something special. There's like a, special. Skunk, there's <laughs> like a whole, out there. The whole podcast on it. <laughs> Where have you been? He didn't tell us who he was, who he was working with out of Johnson Valley. I feel like we might know him. Have you ever seen uh, the Trophy LTD? It's a 1990s. Yes. Yeah. 
my buddy Johnny Baker. He's a wild man. He's, okay. That thing's a thousand horsepower, runs ten and a half second quarter mile, and <laughs> long travel suspension. Awesome. It's bad. Okay. See, now I know I feel better. Now do you feel better? Thank you. Yes. Can we end the podcast interview? Yes, I'm done. I'll tap out. (laughs) Josh, thanks for uh, coming by the studio. It's great to have you. (laughs) And uh, Lightning. Don't apologize for me. I wasn't going to (laughs) apologize. I was just going to say, please, please take Josh's advice and make tomorrow better. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) You're out of the herd. All right, well, now that we're unofficial investors in a coffee company, Holman, (laughs) uh, I think it's time for some parts department. Sounds good. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts, and your wife warns you not to. Don't you spend our money. And then you want to come back. Now, this is our uh, new parts department for uh, 2023, right? Where we actually talk about parts? That's it. Well, it's, uh, parts department used to be like interviews, and we yeah. kind of changed it. Now, yeah. parts department is parts. Holman or I, Lightning, mm-hmm. will tell you about a part that we've either fallen in love with yeah. or discovered or whatever. So. just cool new products that came out, you know, releases and stuff. So. Sure. All right. I, I wanted to talk about this install I did today. It's I've literally had the part for, a, I don't know, a while. And I've been anxiously awaiting the install. So on Wrangler JLs and Gladiator JTs, so there is a pickup truck angle here. The old JK version of the Wrangler had a, a straight hydraulic steering system. The new JTs and JLs have an electro-hydraulic system that has like an electric pump. The problem with that off-roading is if you were in a classic Jeep with a straight hydraulic system or any off-road vehicle... If you got your tires bound up in a rock, you could give more RPM to boost your pressure of the pump because it's spinning faster and you're building pressure and you can have more of that to, you know, hydraulic assist to get you steered and up and over. Well, the electric setup only, it's like, uh, evens it out. It's just the same all the time. Well, the problem with that is if you're bound up into a rock or something like that, or if you're in a sand dune spinning really fast or your 37s in my case, aired down driving Moab for a week, every time you pull into a parking spot, you can catch the pump where it can't catch up with your steering and falls flat, and you lose assist, maybe for a second, but it's there. Now, can I ask you, is the pump, it, because it's it's electric over hydraulic, uh-huh. so that means the pump is always spinning at the same speed. Is that, or no? Uh, I don't, well, where does I, the I electric assist come from? There's an electric pump that sits on the frame rail. Okay. So it's not hydraulically belt-driven pump like it used to be. So it's not RPM controlled right. from the engine. No. It's it's whatever the CAN bus tells it to. It's literally hooked up to the CAN bus, oh. and the computer knows what it's doing. Oh, so it's only a matter of time until someone like Joe Zizadaro like fools it, right? Well, no, you already you can go to let's say a PSC steering and take it all out, and the Taser Mini specifically has a electro hydraulic steering pump removal in the menu. Oh, so that way, if you buy the PSC full steering kit, which starts at three thousand dollars. You still have to buy the taser on top of that to make sure your car doesn't freak out because it's like, well, where's the steering at? Mm. So Apex uh, Performance Products or Apex Design USA, if you go to apexdesignusa.com, is their, is their website. And the, No, wait a minute. Is this the same Apex that makes our fast release? Yes. Um, the valve for the tar- Yes. No kidding. Yes. This is wild. And th- I told you guys when I put those Apex valve stems in, and we got some like guys who were skeptical, like, oh, we heard they don't seal well and you're going to lose... I have not even lost a pound of air, and I know because I look today, I'm still at 41 on all four corners, not even a pound of air since putting those on almost six months ago. 
So go to Apex Design USA. You're going to see that Apex makes these really cool valve, valve stems, uh, machined aluminum with a fast release, a pull tab on it. Um, they also make a bunch of different stuff. Like their auto. Way, even if you don't use them, they still look really good. They make a high flow, uh, open flow chuck uh, for fast filling up. So, like on the newer vehicles where the car honks at you when your tires are at a set pressure, you don't need to sit there with a you know regulator and go fill air stop, read the gauge, fill air stop. So he has this high flow one where you just plug it into your car honks. So on the modern four by fours, why carry the extra thing if you don't have to? Just Put it on there and go, and when the car tells you it's full, you move on to the next tire. It's, like, super simple. He also has this crazy Autolink sway bar disconnect that you have to watch the video and go to the website to even understand how it works because their sway bar disconnects are unlike anything you've ever seen in the marketplace, ever. They're just they're just incredible. You said auto, so they automatically disconnect? So you disconnect them with, I think it's like a, a knob on the top. It's a post, and there's a collar around it, and you yeah. unlock the collar, and it allows it the collar to travel freely up and down this post so it's not locked in. And then you turn the knob, and when you lock it in, as the sway bar comes to equilibrium again, it automatically locks into position. I see. It's just so you don't have dangling end links and things like that. So for vehicles that aren't like a, a Jeep that have a, a disconnecting sway bar mechanism, it basically allows that kind of capability without having to type or, or unbolt or have noisy end links. It's It's... It's wild, but that's why, not what I'm talking why, about. Why, hold on, I'm, I'm dying to know more of this. Why can't I use that with my Hellwigs? Because you're like, oh, with your Hellwig sway bars in the rear, you're going to lo- loosen them up when you go off road, or just disconnect it. I'm like, oh, I need the links you're talking about. You maybe we uh, we need to talk to Paul. I've been we, trying to get him on the show, but he, well, he, why is he evading us? Because it's just it's not his thing. He's like a mad scientist. And I'll see him at his booth. I'm like, dude, we got to do podcasts. I was like, uh, well, here's some parts. Check these out. I'm like, I don't want to just talk about your part. I want to talk to you. We got to have Paul on. So do Paul, we need to just like bum rush his office? I don't know. We'll Is just, he local? Maybe, maybe, where, where no, he's at? in Utah. We should just call him. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the whole point of the segment. I was at uh, Chris Johnson's shop, Rock Tech in La Habra Heights, uh, California, here in North Orange County today. And by the way, uh, Chris is like one of the best off-road shops in that in this part, you know, North Orange County, uh, East LA, South. So it's called Rock Tech. Rock Tech Off-Road. Okay. And uh, he's he's got one of the best reputations of any off-road shop. So shout out to Chris at Rock Tech. He uh, he helped me. He called me up. He goes, Hey, have you done one of those Apex, you know, um, steering boost kits? I'm like, I have one in the box. He goes, How about you come over here? I install because I've got two or three customers that want them. And I haven't done the install. We'll learn together, and I'll just do it for you. And I'm like, well, I'll shoot it for OVR Magazine. So he's like, perfect, win-win. So I spent the day with him, and then we found all the little tricks that you have to do on it for the install. Because with any complicated install, this isn't too bad, but there are steps that make it easier to do. Uh, We learned together. I shot it for OVR, and then now he already has a couple customers sold on it that he's ready to do the install on. And so I ask a question, what does a kit like this cost? Okay, so I'll get to that. Like a PSC full hydro, I told you, is like 3000 Yep, yep. So let me describe what this kit is first. You're not going to be excited until after I describe what it is. So the way it works is in the electrical pump, there's a spool valve. So you take out the spool valve from the factory that has one setting, and you replace it with his spool valve. His spool valve is adjustable. It allows you to adjust the PSI. You can run up to 2,000 PSI from this pump, but from the factory, it's somewhere in the you know, low thousand, like 1200, 1300, something like that. We're at, we were actually going to test a stock one to see, and uh, we haven't done that yet. So I, I don't know the exact stock numbers, but you can run all the way up to 2000. If you go above 2000, you start getting into, it'll work, 
but it also will degrade the pump longevity. And if you get over that, it's the red zone where you absolutely fry everything. So these pumps can be turned up. The problem is, is when you turn these pumps up, it creates a ton of heat. And so the only way to get around that is to add more oil volume and add a cooler. So he includes this beautiful billet aluminum cooler kit that goes right under your radiator that somehow misses everything on the bottom of a JL with a V8. <laughs> okay. And you, he's got it for the 2-liter, the 3.6. I think it'll even work on the Eco Diesel. We were looking at Chris's Eco Diesel. No it looks like it'll work across the board. And this cooler is a anodized extruded aluminum cooler that's the basically the width of the cross member underneath the radiator. And so he he provides all the lines, everything you need, everything is machined, anodized, super high quality, comes with everything you need, including the gauge. And so you put this aluminum anodized like um, distribution block on top of the pressure line, and then you you have a uh, a gauge that comes out of that. And what you do is after you bleed the system, somebody sits in it, you start it up, and you pull the steering all the way to lock, and it'll be like. 1,000 PSI, quarter turn, 1,200, quarter turn, 1,500, 1,600. You go all the way up. We're running mine about 1,800 PSI. So what that does is now it doesn't care that it has 37-inch tires. We have basically have a, a poor man's steering upgrade. We've added steering assist. I can now steer the tires at 15 PSI into a parking space without having any steering latency where the pump can't keep up, and it feels just like stock steering with 37s. I can whip a U-turn on the street now, and it keeps up because it has that extra pressure. So this kit, which includes the spool valve, a gauge, the distribution block, the hoses, the mm-hmm. cooler, all the fittings you need. It even includes stainless steel and um, other mounting zip ties, things like that. Everything you need. Okay, let me guess. How much? So the PSC system starts at three grand. And by the way, the PSC system is amazing. It's great. I love PSC. It's also three grand. Right. My whole point is if you aren't running more than a 37 or 38 tire, you don't need PSC. You don't need that right. expensive kit. Right. You just need the most stock. Don't, don't, don't most, and you know, I don't ha- know that much about Jeeps, but I feel like most of the guys with PSCs have big Danas. Is that correct? Most of those guys have hydraulic steering rams on top of the steering system. And right. They're bigger boxes. It's a whole system that's completely different. This is for the guy that's not going to go bigger than like a 38. And wants to maximize or make more efficient the stock system. So he's not ripping all that stuff out. So it works as intended. The Jeep doesn't know any different. The electric pump through mechanical means is providing more PSI. Everything's happy. No lights. It just works. It's not the right thing for the guys who run 40s. This isn't that kit. But for the 37 guy, the 38 guy, this is exactly what you need. And you don't have to step up for $3,000. All right. So I know it's not three grand. i am going to say this is 2100 all right, so I'm going to show you up on the screen here, Lightning. All right. All right, we are at apexdesignusa.com, and I see all the parts for the kit. I do not see the price anywhere yet. Nope. Oh, I, you, I'm, you're I, hitting I'm that. hiding the price from you. Got me. it. Okay. All right, so again, you're you're uh, you're thinking 2100 bucks? Yeah, I'm seeing the pressure gauge. I'm seeing his billet parts. Uh, steering boost kit for JL JT compatible. Excuse me? Is that the real price? $385. What? 10% of the full hydraulic or adventure series PSC kit, three hundred eighty-five bucks. Right. Mm, that I. That's not. So look at the parts here. That's yeah. the distribution bo- oh. uh, block right there. Okay. So you can see nice machined aluminum. That's the spool valve. 
Okay. That's the cooler you get. What's interesting about that cooler is it looks like the backside of a light bar, like a, you know, a rigid light bar that you'd see. It might be like a, like a 20-inch light bar. Yeah, so it's short. It's probably like 16 inches long or something like that. And you can see where it mounts just right up underneath. So I can see why he can do it for $385. Still, that's a bargain for what you're getting. And here he is comparing it to a PSC. There's the well, no no no. This, this is a vehicle that has a PSC RAM on it. Uh huh. So the beauty is you can stack this. So like oh. let's say if you're at 37s now, you can put his kit on, and it only helps the PSC kit if you decide to upgrade to 40s down in the in the future. Gotcha. So if you are doing a RAM assist where you're keeping the stock hydraulics, this raises the foundation of where that starts and where the RAM takes over. So it it allows you to to grow, and you can stack it with a PSC system. Or whatever, but what I wanted to show you is look where that cooler sits up, tucked up high above the track bar drag link. Oh yeah, that's not going to hit know. anything. Yeah, it's way out of. And what's good, it's actually in the airflow. Well, and that cooler doesn't really require airflow. It's just to anodize. Well, the no, of course it requires airflow. No, no, that's how no, they work. It's no, got no, no, long no. thin fins, so it no. can reject heat. Right. It requires the atmosphere. It doesn't require air to be passing over it. It's reject. It's, it's just like a heat sink. It doesn't. Air obviously will help. But you you don't you can mount it behind a bumper and it's still going to be functional. That's I what's cool. See, about I see it. what you're saying. So it's not like you have to have it because I think people get scared because they go, "Well, I've got a winch bumper and I got all this stuff where I can't put it anywhere." But you, the fact is, you can put it and mount it with you know underneath the the Jeep, and as long as it's not impeded on airflow. But look how nice that is. Yeah, that's a that's a nice kit. He's got everything you need. That's uh, pretty cool. Good on him. So and you like it so far, obviously. Yeah, it's great. Again, not for the forty guy, not for the forty two guy. Uh, uh, is this, can you adapt this for IFS trucks? Is it only for Jeeps? Like, I, No, it, so have, this is only for, this is application specific. No, I, no I get that. But like the, the technology concept, could the, be used on other vehicles. Right. That, yeah, sure. If you have, there's lots of vehicles that have electro over, over hydraulic steering. And uh, it probably take somebody, you know, a, I would guess four or five hours to install. So probably half a day or a full Saturday or something if you're doing it for the first time. Uh, doesn't require a lot of specialty tools, but it helps if you're able to, you know, have the tools to easily pop up connectors and hoses off barbs and things like that. But uh, and then you have to use the the Mopar has a special fluid that you have to use in these. I believe the heat point is 300 degrees on it, um, and this cooler will keep the the pump and all that you know safe. Uh, you can buy it from Mopar. There's also I think CHF makes it and Redline might make it. There's only only three that I'm aware of that make the the fluid to the spec. So when you do it, make sure you're putting the right fluid in because it's very specialized on the uh, on the new G platform. So that's a that's a pretty rad mod. Thank you for bringing that to our attention, Holman. Uh, I actually just installed a dash cam. I think I want to talk about in the next episode. So we'll get to that in uh, the next parts department. In the meantime, it's time for some truck news. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was good. Feeling good about that one. Thank you. You like that? Mm-hmm. I do. Appreciate that. Hey, lighting, did you hear? No! No, I don't think so. So are you aware of the uh, the Perseverance rover? Uh, the, uh, the on Mars? Yeah, I mean, I kind of like a truck, right? Yeah, I, uh, is it body on frame? Uh, does it? I didn't uh, say pickup truck. I just said truck. Oh, okay. It's like a space truck. Sure. Well, uh, avert your gaze from me and look at our uh, Podshed TV, and what do you see? <gasps> a Lego Perseverance rover. So I know you're down with the uh, Lego kits, Dude. and uh, 
Apparently, Did I tell you that I got a four GT? No, dude, so stoked! I've Limited got edition four GT. I have the Jeep uh, one that uh, Jim Morrison sent me. Yeah, and wait, it, what Jeep one? The the Jeep Technic uh, Ranger. Yeah, kit. Technic. Yeah. yeah, I have it in the garage. What I haven't anything. I think it's yellow. Oh, okay. So I got to build it for the studio. I just haven't had time yet, dude. It, you bring that. I'll bring the four right. GT, and we'll just. How about you? Half the desk is four GT, and half we won't let our pieces, and we'll just spend a Saturday in here building Legos. That would like, be a bad like, show. Like little kids. Oh, no, no, mean, oh, no, just hang out. Yeah. Why do we don't have to always- Dude, say, I'll totally do that. Dude, we don't have to hang out with microphones all the time. Sometimes we can just enjoy each other's company. I, I'm totally down for that. Oh, because it's got good AC in here, too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's hot as balls out there Way right better now. than your house. Yeah. Oh, my, my, my wife, I believe, was swearing <laughs> at us from upstairs saying- what did you, you say? Well, first off, you guys don't know that Holman's house doesn't have AC. No, we live two miles from well, the beach. Well, he's close to the beach, yeah. but today it's yeah. 105. So well, it's yeah, it was, awful it, today. Was, it was like high 90s. And though. so his wife and daughter yeah. are in the house on the second story, which they should have been on the first story, but we the should. bedrooms are upstairs. And they're looking through the in window. In the bedroom that faces the pod shed. And his poor little daughter goes, Daddy, it's hot in here. <laughs> well, and he's I... out here, and the door's open. She goes, <laughs> yeah. I can feel the breeze, the AC coming <laughs> well, up. No, she it, didn't say it like that. The AC no. was billowing up. My wife has out never spoken like My wife said, no, Hey, your two... daughter. Oh, yeah. My wife is like, Hey, you two jerks. Don't let all the cold <laughs> air out of that room. And then I said, We were leaving the door open, so hopefully some of it would waft up to there. And it was. Uh, apparently. It so was. anyway, we were. Uh, she said she's coming in here after the pot uh, to sleep. To sleep, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I think I got dibs on that. <laughs> so uh, there's enough room on either side of the desk for a sleeping you bag. Totally could. Yeah, yeah. You can totally you can put a cot in here. Yeah, I, well, what makes you think I won't? You should. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the rover measures 12 and a half inches long, without counting the cool articulating arm. So it's going to uh, arrive apparently on August 1st. For a retail price of $99.99. Well, that's too expensive for a 12-inch one. That's that's silly. I don't know. It's pretty big. The model consists of 1,132 pieces. Uh, and I'm sorry, Lightning. Lego does recommend this for builders who are at least 10 years old. Um, What? Oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, some stats you aren't aware of. It measures uh, 12.5 inches long, 9 inches that's wide, and 9 inches yeah, tall. Yeah, exactly. I'm not impressed by this model, nor would I want to build it. You're lying. No, I swear to God. I don't have any interest in building this particular model. I literally Although, went and found Lego news for you. I know. I totally appreciate that. But the, <gasps> I want that one. What? Look at that. Wait. The no, 61 Chevy no, uh, convertible? No, that's those aren't even Legos. That's not Legos. Those mm. are, um. that's like bricks or no, something. No, this is Legos. Is that Legos? Yes. That looks cheesy. Yeah, this is the Legos am, icon lineup. I'm not impressed with that 1,210 one. 1,210 pieces. I don't care. Scroll 13 down. 13-inch long, uh, 51 scroll uh, down. Scroll down. I'll show you what I want. No. Go down to the last one. Right. Right. Scroll down. Scroll down. Go scroll down. Stop. The that. Peugeot? Yes. That's true. Look your at your that. family are Peugeot people. Dude, look at that. $199.99 Did I tell you? Peugeot 9X8. Did, did I tell you what I bought for the 4GT? I found the, the light company. kit on yeah. Amazon. Yep, I bought. Yeah. No, not. I went right to Lego Lights or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. and yeah, they make no, it for that Jeep like kit. Brick, I have. Bricks Lights. They can't. I don't yeah, think whatever. they can step on the yeah, Lego sure. trademark, right? And I spent sixty bucks on a light kit. I'm very excited to put it in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lighting. Did you hear? How about no? So nope. this is uh, pretty exciting for Chevy Silverado uh, owners. Uh, the big change coming for the new model year is the 2.7 liter. 
Turbo Max is what they're calling it. That's a four stupid, cylinder. That's a silly name. It's a stupid name. It should have been yeah. called like you know, Four Banger Max or the, I mean, the, Turbo Max is what someone like, that's totally a placeholder, right? Like, yeah. That's not. Well, they're calling it Turbo Max. I yeah, can help you. Silly. But what I wanted to tell you is, if you remember, we had the story about what all the GM engineering went into it, and they it's got like diesel like construction, and they talked about how durable that engine is. Well, guess what? If you're one of the people who buys a Silverado with a 2.7 liter engine, now known as the Turbo Max. You will receive a 100,000-mile warranty. According to Chevrolet, they say uh, they're proud of the warranty that it goes beyond competitors' offerings in the light-duty full-size uh, pickup truck segment for a gas-powered engine. It says the warranty also matches the warranty applied to the Duramax diesel-powered Silverado, uh, which is the uh, only light-duty pickup available with a diesel engine anymore. And that's the Chevrolet Silverado 1500 with the 3-liter Duramax offering. So. I did not know they were doing 100,000 miles on the 3-liters. Uh, that's pretty that's cool. interesting. Oh, yeah. that is cool. Hey, Lighty, did you hear? No. Nope. In a wrongly named thing, uh, I was I was perusing Motor Trend and a wrongly named thing. Yeah, so the, uh, Motor Trend has a headline: "More battery brings 2024 GMC Hummer EV 3X more range." And I'm thinking, three times more range for the new There's Hummer. No, wait, so that's, that's like incredible. Fifteen hundred miles or something? <laughs> something crazy, right? Because it's like three hundred miles, so yeah. it's like nine hundred miles. Okay, no, that's Did, the name of the model. The model is called the 3X. What? Well, it's more battery. Well, let me read this. Here's the headline again. More battery brings 2024 GMC Hummer EV 3X more range. Wouldn't you read that as three times? Of course you would read that yeah. three times. Well, 3X. that's the name of the uh, the vehicle. 3X. Apparently. Anyway. Huh. So the Hummer has up to 355 miles of range on a single charge, which is nothing to scoff at. That's really decent, especially for the size and capability of that monster. And apparently they were able to come up a with a new 24-module battery pack, and that allows the... I'll say it again. 2024 GMC Hummer EV 3X pickup <laughs> uh-huh. to go nearly 400 miles on a single charge, which is a lot. That's a lot of battery in that That's a truck, lot though. of battery. A lot of battery. So. I saw the first Hummer um, on 2nd Street in Long Beach, and you've been to 2nd Street. Yep. It's like a row of shops and bars yep. and like very uh, hipster area. And this truck stuck out into the lane, and it was so cool looking and so different I, I, I mean, cool. I, I tried to walk brilliant. up to it, and the wife, like, literally, she's like, "You don't need to go stare at the truck." And I'm like, yeah. "I need." Well, to go she see already this. knows that you already had your midlife crisis truck. So, yeah. oh, can I tell you this? Yeah. So I'm on all the TRX groups and forums, uh-huh. and everywhere a TRX enthusiast could be. Okay. And for months, I've been reading about the drive shaft clunk. Okay. I had that in our long termer, by the way. You did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it just attacked me at 9,600 miles. Okay. I thought I wasn't going to get it because everyone's saying it was happening at 5,000 miles. And I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, I'm but you haven't pushed it. it like those people have. Maybe that's the case. Mm-hmm. So I just got it. If, it, if it. Basically what it feels like is it feels like the splines, there's some stiction in the two-piece drive shaft, and it feels like it's like sliding sticks and slides, and you get like a thunk in the back. Yep. And it, I don't, I don't know. I because so there I'm not is, a Motor Trend anymore. I don't right. have the long termer. I was, I didn't follow up because right. that ended. So for I me, do so. know that there have been enough complaints about it that they have a fix kit. Now it's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a recall, and it's not it's just a, a TSB. Probably, it's, I don't even know if it's made a TSB, but it does have a part number now. Mm-hmm. There's specific grease yep. that is back ordered, mm-hmm. from what I understand. And they will use that grease, and they repack the grease in there. Okay. And it stays yeah, the it dri- off. The drive shaft's not bad, and if you take the boot off, you can see the splines where it slides. It just feels, from the driver's seat, like it's sticking as it goes through the, basically, 
when you accelerate, as you come off the line, the rear end compresses a little bit with squat, and whatever that distance is for the drive shafts to slide, it just feels Probably like it's only sticking. Like, but it feels like it's only like an inch. But yeah. what it, why it's disconcerting and people don't like it, you're talking about it slipping in and out like a yoke, right? Yeah. But what it feels like is like a cog missing the other so, side, nah, right? I, it, I disagree it, with it, that. It, a clunk. I, drew, I drove it, and when it happened to ours, I knew immediately what it was. And it, and if you like, maybe if you aren't familiar with the drive shaft feels, but it just feels like it's sticking on the plunge on the drive shaft. Uh, no, but this feels like you're missing power for just a moment. No, because it's not it hasn't like no it just spun. To, I, I get it, right? I get it, but it's it's just a because it feels like there's a gap in engagement. Is what yes, that's what it feels but like. But what it is is the drive shaft is taking up that motion in and out, not side to side. But the the feeling you get from the back is like. There's a hesitation, but it's yes. not. It's the drive shaft taking up slack, and it's not sliding smoothly on the splines like it should be. But if it's, why does it feel like it's? T- it's there's a hesitation. I'm not lightning, so I can I cannot tell you. But every all the people that I read, they don't like it because it feels that there's. I don't hesitation. like it because as I, if the gears aren't aligned, and then it finally goes clunk. And it's then not. Goes. It's not a side to side thing. It's the. It, that's why they're packing it with grease because the splines are. It's because the drive shaft moves. No, in no, no. Point. I understand yeah. exactly how you're describing right. it. And what you're but saying makes sense. But that's not how, what it feels. But what like. I'm saying is how you're interpreting it is based on whatever your previous car experience is. I've experienced the drive shaft doing this. I, I know what it feels like. I know, but it's common in a lot of trucks. Well, but a lot of trucks also have a lot. Like Fords were notorious for having driveline clunk. But usually that's just, that would be like play in the driveline. Like you could move the drive shaft and rock it back and forth an inch when that's the car's sitting. That's what this does feel like. There's play in the drive shaft where it just doesn't take up for a moment. Just coming to your house right now mm-hmm. on, on the way here. Like I'll slow down for a red light and then right as I get back on the gas again, it's kunk and then it goes again. It feels like there's la- not lateral, but a, a, a rotational slop. Well, are they going to fix it for you? I've got to take Thunder it. Warranty. I'm going to take it up to uh, our friend Jackson and and have him take a look at it. Did By you, the way, I, I need to get some um, some advice about warranties. Uh, I I need to get a quote and see if I can get a smoking deal and warranty. I know you got like a lifetime warranty on the no, three ninety two, eight year, hundred thousand, whatever it is. I don't have any of that. I got a three year, thirty six at best. So I I I need to get a smoking deal. If you guys have a great deal on a extended warranty for a at Ram, hook a brother up. Let I'm me sure know. Jackson can get you a deal. I'm going to ask him tomorrow. Him. I'm, sure I'm literally going to call him tomorrow. Yeah, because I need to get this looked at. And um, is it true that the price goes up as you get closer to your cutoff date, um, or is that bogus? I don't know. I think with as long as you're within the thirty, you know, reasonably within your three thirty six. I mean, there's so many people. There's so much competition for auto warranty stuff. Like I'm sure if you're a day out from it being gone, they figure you're trying to buy one to fix whatever. Yeah, I'm sure. You're I, I mean, I'm not. I'm just about to crack ten thousand. Which, yeah. by the way, hopefully surprises some people. I know some of you out there thought I, the Lightning was just going to let it sit in his driveway. Well, you have like access I do the Mercedes, to, but we have access to other vehicles too. And right? I and I and I drive them often. Yeah. But I, the fact that I've only had it for less than a year, I got ten grand on it. Pretty decent mileage. Already chipped the windshield from the freaking six hundred five Frio, which I hate driving on because nice. all the goddamn sand trucks. Mm. Don't drive on that freeway. I don't have a choice. You can go around. I can't go around. You can't. It'll just it's, take you two more hours. It would be awful. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No. Check this out. The uh, new International Super Truck 2 prototype semi. Guess how many miles per gallon for this swoopy guy? 
So I'll tell you I'll tell you the well, tech first. When, and then you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the Super Truck 2 is part of a uh, DOE Super Truck program. So it basically is like a design study uh, meant to heavily reduce emissions and fuel consumption for uh, Class 8 trucks. And so uh, Navistar is just one of the companies that are building trucks for the program, but it may have one of the more efficient ones. So they developed this new hybrid powertrain, so it relies a lot on lightweight materials, proved rolling resistance, and a whole lot of focus on aerodynamics. And as you can see, it's super freaking swoopy. It really is. Now, I'm just looking at the sponsorship. Scroll up just a, a little bit here, uh-huh. the, the, no, the other direction. And I'm looking at, uh, so Borg Warner, so it's definitely yep. got turbos. Of course it does. It's a diesel, No, that right? doesn't mean it has turbos. What else? Borg is- Warner makes all sorts of stuff. I, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, so Continental Tires. You see Dana on there? GE Additive, yep. ZF. PPG, ZF, yep. Bosch. All right. So uh, according to Russ Zukowski, chief engineer of this Navistar Supertruck program, the team concentrated on its design on high-voltage electrification, utilizing hybrid technology on a path toward full electrification that has the potential to be commercialized in a fully electric vehicle and improve customers' total cost of ownership and business operations. Um, so the cab is super aerodynamic. They also developed the the trailering box to be more aerodynamic. If you look, there's like a, uh, a shape to it. It's not just a big rectangle. Do you see how it swoops back toward the I toward do. The, rear? the whole thing is a teardrop on its side. Sort of, but not as aggressive as a teardrop. No, right, it, but it does swoop like a like a Porsche 911. You know, it just it just yep. rakes back. So they say this is they're the only OEM to ever make a uh, trailer box that looks like, shaped and swoopy like this. Which that is has got to be really expensive. Oh, it's got to be incredibly expensive. So uh, the the box is well, made. By of, the way, what you spend on the truck, you'll never get back in fuel economy. Probably not. Uh, but this is also just a design study. Anyway, lightweight box made of composite, uh, aerodynamic design. It gets a 6.7 kilowatt solar panels, which help the efficiency. It adds up to a 170% improvement in freight ton efficiency, which is the amount of energy uh, required to haul cargo. And then it also uh, is better in brake thermal uh, efficiency, which is how all engines fuel burning efficiency is measured. Most diesel engines, according to this story, have around half of the internal combustion energy is lost due to heat, friction, all that. Uh, so there's a 40 to 45% what they call the BTE. The Super Truck 2 claims they're at 55.2%, and it gets, can you guess, how many miles per gallon? What's a normal Peterbilt or a Kenworth get, like uh, six, seven? Probably eight. Okay, so maybe? I'm going to guess this gets 18? 16. Okay, that that's pretty good for a eighty thousand pound. Yeah, that is good. That's beast, impressive. Right? Yeah. So well yeah. done. Just All thought right. it was kind of interesting. I know we got a lot of truckers on the road who might be saying, "You're not going to pull that coming from my cold dead fingers." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, you're dead and cold. I'm going to do it." No, we just wanted to bring you guys some cool tech that's on the way. When and you, a lot of people think that uh, because it's the truck show podcast that we talk big rigs. And yet we get so many, like there's a dude who's been emailing us for six years going, we want to get the truck show podcast on our big rig, whatever. And it's so funny. And like, I know we have a lot of big rig listeners, but we even had companies like Purple who are who make the mattress are like, hey, we want to collaborate with you guys and talk about getting purple seat cushions for your long haul drives. And uh, we had a big clearly don't listen. <laughs> no, it's just it's funny. And I, I sent somebody who emailed us. They're like, hey, I'm with you. So-and-so. Uh, I won't say the company, and it's sort of like okay, maybe if you squint, you can see that. Like I'll entertain it. Sent them our deck. Never, never wrote back. Well, because they realized that we're that talking we're, about pickup yeah, trucks. Like, yeah. oh, this, these guys aren't, aren't no. for me. Hey, lighting, did you hear? Nope. Check it out. The Ineos Grenadier pickup truck. It's official. 
made its uh, world debut, so it's uh, up on the screen for you there. So I need to stop you here, because the last one I just pretended like I understood what you are saying. The INEOS is I-N-E-O-S, and it's got to stand for something, Which is a right? company. That's and a company? Gr- it's not yes. an acronym? No. Why is it all in capital letters? Would you letters? stop? I'm just, serious. I'm telling you the story of the pickup truck. Just stop derailing my news. You do your research on your own time and come up to speed, sir. Anyway. The Grenadier, which is like the modern version of what the Land Rover Defender should have been, instead of the uh, the swinging door swinging minivan that Land Rover came out with, Ineos went and said, "We're going to do it." And the thing is freaking awesome. It's a it's a UK vehicle. It's got a BMW straight six, um, and basically this was developed alongside the Grenadier SUV that's in se- on sale now in some European markets. Um, but they stretched the frame by about a foot and a half. It's got a five, a little over a five foot bed, and it'll say it'll carry a standard Euro pallet, which means uh, like four feet can fit in the bed, something like that. Payload capacity is a really impressive for an overlanding truck, 1,675 pounds, and the maximum towing capacity is 7,716 pounds, which is really, really good. It's on par with a lot of the midsize trucks or better here in the U.S., and then that three liter BMW uh, straight six gas turbo engine is made into an eight speed ZF uh, transmission, so... Um, should be super capable off-road. It's exciting to see something completely different in the marketplace. And this is like your bare-bones expedition vehicle. If you love the Wrangler, but maybe you're not a Wrangler guy, Bronco isn't tough enough, you want something with solid axles, this is going to be a really good option for people who want to go exploring and have a platform really designed for international travel and all that. So look it up. Ineos Grenadier, I-N-E-O-S. Um, it's huge in the 4x4 space right now with this company. It's an upstart from a billionaire. I believe he's an oil tycoon. I really want to get them on the show to talk about it, but the fact that the truck is uh, is coming out now is really cool. So uh, hopefully we'll start seeing those in the U.S. I don't know if it's coming to America. I'm guessing that's a yes. Yeah, it's kind of cool looking. Uh, by the way, Ineos, it's uh, two words put together. Ineo, Latin for new beginning, and Eos is the Greek goddess of dawn. There you go. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No! Nope. The uh, 2024 Ram 1500 lineup is much like the 2023 lineup. The TRX is still here with that big old honking supercharged V8. So uh, you have what I would say is one last chance. Do it now. Uh, and then there's also a new uh, Warlock model. So if you remember, uh, I think the Warlock was on the classic truck, and uh, now they're uh, bringing it over to the uh, the DT platform. Does uh, the 2024 come with the drive uh, line clunk? Uh, no, it's something that develops over time. Okay. So outside of the uh, 6.2 liter TRX uh, engine, uh, the all the trucks can be optioned with either the uh, venerable 3.6 liter Pentastar V6 or the 5.7 liter Hemi V8. Uh, output is the same as before. Uh, and then you can still get the uh, Ram uh, E-Torque mild hybrid technology, but uh, no Demon TRXs. Sorry. Ooh. 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 <laughs> hey, Lighting, did you hear? I mean, no. No. Nope. Uh, more Tesla Cybertruck uh, infos coming out. In fact, some photos uh, leaked out of the bodies in white, which is basically the bare structure, um, shown on it's basically the skeleton of the truck that the body panels are hung on. And it's uh, sitting there pre- being prepared for assembly on a giant jig. I can only assume that's at the factory. Um, and, uh, so yeah, there you go. You can see it up on the, st- on the uh, screen there. Dang. Double decker. That's not just like one. This is a full production line. They're making them. No joke. Yeah. These are probably pre-production at this point. Um, and then these are, I, I they should be out by the end of the year. If you believe, uh, Elon's last, uh, conversation, 
But if you look at these giant pieces, it looks like there's a bunch of cast pieces from what the internet is uh, deducing. So it's sort of like a uh, yeah that whole the whole back structure looks cast right? Isn't that wow. weird? Wow. So that's totally it, it doesn't have a traditional ladder frame. And it seems to combine like this unibody construction with like cast pieces that are bolted on. So almost like a supercar where you have like a monocoque structure and then you've got like subframes front and rear. It's sort of like how this is on a bigger scale. Which I mean, is, the, the accuracy is going to be great, but, but the, the cost you, is. Well, whoa. think about crash. If somebody rear ends you. Oh, dude. well, if someone rear ends you, you're not going to be able to repair it. Well, that's what if I'm it's saying. Cast. Well, you're, I, well, this is going to be really interesting to interesting. see. Interesting. You're going to and it's going to. Well, what is it? We should have a conversation with a a mechanical engineer who specializes in like structural integrity. Maybe somebody that once looked at titanium and then switched to stainless? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. I'll leave that alone. And then Elon uh, came out and said to people about the Cybertruck in Austin, uh, quote unquote, and this is hilarious when the internet quotes Elon, they make a huge thing about how he, he drove the production intent version. His quote, very fun. And that's it. Very <laughs> that's fun. What it says. He said it was very fun. Um, so I guess he posted on uh, his uh, social platform. You may have heard about uh, a post uh, with the undisguised production intent Cybertruck um, and said, uh, just drove the Cybertruck around Austin. And it was very fun was basically the the mm. po- the, uh, the quote there. So um, obviously not his first time behind the wheel. But you can really start noting, you know, a lot of the features like the mirrors. The original prototype didn't have that. Uh, the lights below the bumper, the actual bumper, what the production wheel covers are going to look like. So the the wheels still are not cool with me. They are the logo from the like umbrella corporation from uh, the insurance company. W- no, no, no. Like Raccoon City. Um, no idea. The dude that about. I interviewed, the video game with the uh, with. Ra- Resident freaking evil. <laughs> wow. That's what it looked. Let me show you. Just happy you came There's up the with logo. That. Okay, I got Are it. Are those the wheels? Yeah, I guess. Umbrella Corp. Yeah, sure. Come on. He squint. No, I think he's a video game nerd and uh and he someone designed the wheels after Umbrella Corp logo. Okay. All right. Hey Lighting, did you hear? No. Nope. Apparently FCA doesn't want you driving your two thousand three Dodge Ram. Uh there's an estimated 84,000 trucks. I'm reading the headline, airbag-related death. Well, yeah, there's- I'm going to go see airbag-related death tonight. 84,000 trucks that still haven't had the Takata airbag recalled. Oh, no. So it's still pretty serious. And uh, apparently the 2003 Ram has uh, been on the list since 2015, and there's another fatality. So people, if you haven't checked- to find out if you're, you know, Ram 1500, 2500, 3500 from 2003. So listen, guys, if you guys have a 2003 Ram 1500, 2500, 3500, and you haven't had the recall, go get that done because you don't want to, uh, you know, hit a deer in the countryside or be run into by some dude who runs a red light or something and the Takata gets you. No, so what what ha- was the issue? Like, is it exploding when it shouldn't? No, or is it no, just no, no. not. Is it not? Deploying? No, that was that whole massive industry wide Takata airbag recall where it was throwing shrapnel when it blew out the airbag. Oh, yeah. So there's a, just a lot of vehicles that are still, uh, you know, um, affected by this, where people just didn't take it in, or it was a used car, or people just don't know about it. It's crazy. The total number of deaths due to the ruptured Takata inflators is now twenty six. And worldwide, it's at least 35, according to this story. BMW issued warnings for the 3 Series, the X5, the 5 Series, 
covering 90,000 vehicles. Honda Acura models from 2001 to 2003 received warnings back in February of 2003. FCA issued warnings for 276,000 Dodges and Chryslers from 05 to 10. So there's there's a lot of vehicles out there, uh, especially if you guys are buying used cars and trucks. Make sure, you know, call your dealer, run your VIN, and uh, we, we don't want to lose any listeners to uh, a bad airbag. That's that's not a good way to go. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. Nope. Haven't heard. Uh, Gladiator owners, you'll be happy. Uh, the Orange Pumpkin is coming to you for uh, 2024, so you can get an Orange Gladiator, which was a super popular color on the Wranglers, and so uh, Gladiator owners, you get to have that now. Is it called Pumpkin? Pumpkin. Is it really? Yeah. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. And then uh, regular owners, their special color. Because Jeep usually does two bright colors in like two-month increments. So there have been a gazillion of them. And people always want to wait for that color to see what they are. And so now they do uh, press releases to tell you. So for the Wrangler, it'll be a bikini, which was a really popular teal color several years ago. So that's uh, that's back for uh, 2024. So if is the, the, the pumpkin, is that really, really bright orange? Like day glow? It's orange. <laughs> it's orange. I mean, I'll bring you. Do you want to see a picture? Of yeah, it? I do. I, I I don't know what pumpkin looks like. Because usually, like a pumpkin is kind of like a little bit deeper orange, not obnoxious. And oh, that's pumpkin. That's bright. Told you. That's the equivalent of your red pumpkin. Is JL P U N K apostrophe N. Yeah, that's very orange. That's a that's a traffic cone orange. It's orange. Yeah, it's a yeah it's a it's a traffic cone orange. Homer, do you mind if we play a little guess that thing? All right. Can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess the thing? So I was uh, playing around on the internet the other day, and I was looking up just just for grins what the headlights in my truck cost. I don't know why. I just pulled up the part number and I looked. I'm like, oh. Interesting. Okay. And then I said, I wonder what the headlights in like a top of the line Ford F-250 go for. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Okay. So I'm going to have you guess what the top five most expensive OE headlights are for 2023 trucks. Mm. Okay. We have, we can do this one of two ways. Mm. You can guess at the order. You can start choosing. I can tell you what number they yeah, fall I'm just gonna, in. I'm going to throw out trucks. Or, or, or do you prefer that I go in order from least expensive to most expensive and you just tell me the price? No. I'll tell you what I think is the most expensive and then you tell me that I'm wrong. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to say the most expensive lights on a full-size pickup truck are going to be whatever the premium LED lights on a Super Duty are because the housing is massive. Okay, well, you'd be coming in at number two Okay, at $1,660 each. Oh, my God. That's right. That's uh, MSRP. So I, I will preface this with you might be able to find better pricing. Yeah, yeah, most places you get 20% this is, off on the I'm, This is MSRP. Okay, got right. it, because everyone can agree so on that price. way too much money. All right, so 1660 and that is for the 2023 Ford F-250. All right, so I'm going to say the most expensive since I struck out there with number two. Most expensive is going to be GMC Heavy Duty. The 2023 GMC Denali lights on the ultimate, right? The top line, they come in at number 5. Really? At $1,067 each. Wow. All right. Okay. 
All right. Now, are multiple manufacturers on here? Do I have to guess within a lineup? Or once I say manufacturer, it's mm, off? There's two vehicles with one manufacturer. Two vehicles of the same manufacturer. Okay, well, that's kind of dumb because how am I supposed to... There's 12, I, 12 headlights per vehicle. Let's just top of the line of the other vehicle that they make, the other truck. Okay, I, the Chevy, heavy uh, duty. Okay, well, no. Not even on the list. Not even on the list. Amazing that within the same the same family, you could have that much of a difference. in. This is why insurance is off the chart for one brand, even when it's the same truck, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm going to say number four is a Nissan Titan. Nissan Titan is number one. Wow. Do you want me to tell you how much? Uh, it's going to be 1800 bucks. $1,626 wow. each for the 2023 Nissan Titan LEDs. Oracle sounding better and better all the time, right? Coming in at number four was the 23 Ford F-150 adaptive LED system oh, yeah. at $1,200 each. And at number two was the 2023 Tacoma with the- What? Yeah. Those have the, long been paid for. With the composite projectors at apparently $1,463 bucks a each. great headlight. I'm just saying. Wow. Yeah. That's a and lot of cash. at number six, which is the bonus because we only uh-huh. said five, uh-huh. was the Ram TRX at $1,010 But the, the Ram TRX lights are actually good headlights. Yeah, they're LED. They're really, they're, I mean, they, they make a great pattern and all that good stuff. Wow. All right. Well, so, this uh, is why I am not an insurance adjuster. <laughs> all right. How about we get into- Damn, uh, things are expensive, huh? Yeah. How about Ooh. we get into some inbox? You email. Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. All right. Well, what you're holding in your hand is a box and a not box. an email. Yeah, that's not. This is a a giant cardboard box that came from listener and friend of the show, Rich Holdaway. Okay. Yeah, our friend Rich from Hollister, who helped with some of the construction of the uh, podcast studio. Is this box uh, labeled to you or to us? My box oh. that I had to sign for. You had to sign yeah, for it. Yeah, it required a person to be on the uh, premises so over this is, 21. This has got to be... Oh, it's alcohol then. Okay. All right. All right he's he's pulling, pulling out a, a box within a box. Yeah. Oh, it's bottle-shaped. The oh. box is bottle-shaped. Interesting. Oh, look at this. It's not. It's like as big as a champagne bottle. Oh, what is this that? is cool. He wouldn't send you... Oh, that's definitely not champagne. No, but... but that's brown. I know, but when I turn it around, mm-hmm. you can't see what it is, can you? No, I can't. I see a tree or something or a okay. sine wave or okay. some, what is that? Uh, how about, I'm actually re- really, really excited about this. Limited edition, a blend of straight whiskeys finished in brandy cast, remastered in celebration of Metallica's album 72 season. Blackened. Yeah. Oh, wow. A bottle of Blackened from Rich. I have uh, I have a lot of friends that like this. I thought, well, I don't know about Metallica's yeah. whiskey. So you know the story, right? Is, no. Is, and this is, I'm going to mess this I'm up. I'm not in the I, music industry I, anymore. I, I have it. Well, no, it's, yeah. it's, you don't have to be in the music industry to, to know it, but I just threw the box on the ground, not the bottle. Um, here's the deal. Apparently, when they aged this stuff, they play Metallica in the Rick House at like full tilt. And Metallica's actually won a bunch of awards for Blackened. 
It wasn't just like a marketing exercise. It's actually like really good hooch. So okay. uh, I'm excited. Well, let me see this bottle. I mean, this is uh, this is really really awesome. A nice bottle. It's logo the uh, the M the metallic Thanks, M is on the, the label up here. Blackened. Dude, you, you limited rock, brother. Seventy two seasons limited edition. Seventy two seasons. So according to their website, if you go to uh, blackenedwhiskey.com, it's a uh, American whiskey remastered, a bold collaboration of the finest hand selected whiskey, an unrivaled composition of craft and creativity, born in a cask, forged by sound. Learn about the story behind the legendary collaboration between Metallica and late master distiller Dave Pickerel. And if you uh, are in uh, the the spirit space, you'll know that name for sure. And uh, anyway, if you want to find out more about uh, Metallica's cool uh, whiskey, you definitely want to head over to uh, blackandwhiskey.com. So well, the, uh, the it makes sense the the logo when I, I saw the sound yeah. wave from a mile away. Yeah, it looks but like I it's the M, well, in the top is the M from the Metallica logo. Exactly. So I'm I'm looking forward. Rich, thank you. Uh, uh, so what what's the deal? Are we going to open this? No, we're, gonna dr- we're no, not. We're no, not, no. You're not going to waste it on me. Not right now. <laughs> I, I I don't. Your your bourbon palate is suspect to be. Uh, wasting yeah, but I that. I gotta try. I gotta know. Okay, I'll, right? let you, I'll let you know when I open. Does this it. mean Maybe that I have to come to a hot rods and handguns to have a, a sip of this? No, or what? nope. That stays here. It does. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Thank you, Rich, right. for Holman's gift. All right, Frontier Spotting subject line from Nathan Hedrickson. Uh, hey, Lightning and Holman, I spotted this Frontier in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Looks like it's lifted and has some polished Mickey Thompson classic style wheels on it. I like it. No stickers, please. I got some on the very first wave. Just keep up the great work. OVR Magazine is so good, by the way. Take care, Nathan. And there's his uh, Nissan Frontier. OVRMag.com, uh, by yep, the way. And he's a proud uh, TSB sticker owner. Hey, uh, thank you, everybody, who has uh, joined the... Uh, the um, sticker Club? No, the OVR Magazine Club. Oh. I mean, Sticker Club's cool, too, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, supporting OVR. Uh, we just... I, I just got this week issue number four. It's got a blue Bronco Raptor on it. It's crazy good. Uh, there's so much. We got Lightning's Hellwig uh, story in there for mm-hmm. his TRX. Um, but it just keeps getting better and better, and uh, I, the, the the number of people that have put in the comments or or emailed something saying, "Hey, I I, I heard about this on Truck Show Podcast." Uh, I get all those from uh, the rest of the uh, guys in the partnership, and uh, this has really been helping uh, get the word out. So I appreciate all of you guys. I got to say that because um, you know we still get all the magazines that are well. I say all. There's like what three? three. Yeah, magazine. there's three. And OVR is the best. And By I'm not. Far. I'm, no, I'm not saying this because Holman is in the room. No, I feel the same way. But it literally is the best from the paper quality. Well, and I know sure. that you know, like people don't really think about like oh, you, hold it in your hand. You know, people don't think like I want to buy a magazine that's tactile. But literally, when you put it in your hand, you go, "This feels like I got my money's worth." Yeah. Even before you open it, and then the, your advertisers are not Marlboro. They're nope. not. They're not. They're, they're not alcohols. Pills. They're not. Yeah, Viagra pills. Yeah. All that stuff. Nope. That is where, when I knew that your former company was mm-hmm. having real issues, they did exactly yep. what they all do. They yep. start taking cigarette ads yep. and, and alcohol ads. Check this out. Every ad's a full page ad too, so we're not chopping up the stories. I think your like your Helwig story had like eight pages or six pages. Like everything we have, we have room to spread out. Big, beautiful photos, artwork, lots of the words. Everything is spread out. It doesn't feel like it's compact and you have, you know, 10 two-page stories. You have lots of room. It's it's uh, Everybody who sees it in person, everybody who touches it is like, this thing is rad. So if you haven't jumped in yet, what I would suggest is go to uh, 
OVR Mag, and you know, I should just I should get a discount code for Truck Show where we do a free. No duh. So we'll do okay. <laughs> let me let me work on that. We Why are get, you giving everyone else discount codes uh, like all of your other affiliates, but our uh, listeners? I know. I know. We should do something where you're you, a bad man because I f- I would feel bad for the early adopters who didn't get that discount code. But I can do something where you get a free digital subscription and maybe there's some discount on the print one. Because we're not making a lot of money. You have held the print magazine in your hand. That mm-hmm. sucker is expensive to mail. It's heavy. The print ink costs alone. It's a, like a 124-page package size. Like It's a big it's a big mamba jamba. So, um, but anyway, anybody who's jumped in, thank you guys. I really appreciate it because it, it means a lot to me. And uh, the OVR project is, uh, is starting to build some serious steam right now. So, All right, uh, Greg Schultz says, Forgotten Stickers, LOL. Good afternoon, fellas. I'm attaching a picture of another Frontier since I guess my DM on Insta didn't count April 2nd. LOL. It's hard to get a picture while shifting gears in my mega cab, but I got the tail section of one passing in an intersection and one behind me on the highway. Please disregard my dirty truck. I plan to detail it soon. Uh, hopefully. LOL. Again. Also attaching a sound bite of my son saying no, if that's still a thing. Thanks for the great content. I'm an OG listener from way back and have called in a few times. Also, on a different note, I've been looking at the Onyx subscription and had a suggestion as a way to get all three formats, Off-Road, Hunt, and Hike. I may be missing something and apologize if it's a dumb question. I like to use the Off-Road app, but I also like hiking with family and plan on hunting way more with my kids this fall. Sorry again if I missed something on the website or the free trial app I currently have. Thanks for the help, Greg Schultz. Uh, that's a great question. I've actually heard somebody ask that before, and I think that that's something they're considering for the future, but they're a little bit siloed in uh, in the different brands. And so I don't think that they have a way yet to subscribe to all of them. But I think that's something that is possibly coming. So uh, I think they're realizing as more and more off-roaders come in, they realize the crossover between hunting and hiking and things like that is pretty significant. So uh, I will definitely pass that along to uh, to our friends over at Onyx. Micah, say no. Say no. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I'm totally using that. Thank yep, you. Yep. Appreciate that. Uh, this one's from uh, John Scarl. Sean and Jay, it's Lightning and Holman, backwards and wrong names. This frontier is being used as a campaign vehicle by our friend Thomas Bollinger, uh, running for sheriff in Wayne County, Ohio. The second frontier was at the 2023 Cleveland Auto Show. Thanks and love the show, John. And he's included his address, which I will definitely send. Let me put a big star by that one there. Uh, yep, that is a brand new Frontier, and it's nice looking. All and right, wrapped cool. very well, too. Hopefully he uh, wins the campaign if he is everything he should be for he's, your particular uh, He's got our vote. vote. All right. Uh, got this one from uh, King Gladney. He says, dudes, I'm a time traveler. Says, love the show. Y'all have a wealth of knowledge and entertainment without taking yourselves too serious, which we definitely don't know how to do. I started binge listening around three months ago and have reached episode 106. So from a listener standpoint, I'm in February of 2020, but writing to you for an episode that y'all recording in the future, which is your current present. So yeah, in a roundabout way, I'm a time traveler. Okay, maybe not. Anyhow. I was in the market for a new truck. My current fleet of vehicles includes a 46 Ford Tudor Deluxe, a 82 Ford F100 Stepside, two OBS F250s, wow. a 2014 F250 work truck, a Baja race-built 94 Bronco, and finally, my daily driver, a 2016 Chevrolet Soap. No, I'm just kidding. Ford F150 5-liter <laughs> uh, Coyote. Obviously, I'm a bit of a Ford man. Do you have a tattoo, though? Um, so my first choice was the 2023 F-250 Tremor with the 7.3 Godzilla gas motor. How awesome would it be, by the way, to uh, pin him down in like a drunken stupor and then tattoo a uh, Chevy a bow tie in his yeah, like, right tie. butt cheek or something? Yeah. 
I found this extremely difficult to come across and began to get frustrated with my search. They said I could order 2024, but I'm not a fan of the new body styling. Your show has opened my eyes to the changes and advancements of many of the brands outside the Blue Oval, so I decided to shop across all brands. I drove a GMC 2500 Denali AT4, the Chevy 2500 Silverado Z71, the Nissan Titan with its beautiful diamond-stitched interior, and the Ram 2500 Power Wagon, all amazing trucks. But when all is said and done, only one truck met my needs and won my heart over enough to spend nearly the $100,000 price tag. Lightning, start your drum roll. And the winner is... By the way, he did say lightning, start your drum roll. Okay. In, uh, parentheses. <laughs> 2023 Ram 2500 Rebel with the 6.4 Hemi. It has the most... <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I meant to play. I think it's funnier the other way. It has most of the capabilities of the Power Wagon, plus a 16,000-pound towing capacity, plus it's a sinister-looking truck, all blacked out. All this being said, to bring me to this, thank you for giving honest opinions and reviews about trucks without being coerced by corporate sponsors or giving scripted advertisements. That's one thing we've never done. We tell our sponsors that just give us talking mo- points and we'll figure it out. And I mean, we, we never do scripts. We, we botch them badly. Yeah, we, all, all you you guys hear it every yeah. single week, but uh, it, it's real. Yeah, we love our corporate sponsors, but yeah, we one of our tenets of the podcast is they have to let us be us and all of our sponsors. No joke. It's like it. we're like Nissan. Please give us give us bullet points. We're like, nope. You say what you want. I don't know. That's it's not, maybe not quite like that. But <laughs> no, I will. Like, but I will they, say they give us the freedom. They Nissan has never so much latitude. They have never once ever asked us not to say something or to say something or to push their stuff or whatever they've given us. They said we just want to be in the same breath of all these great trucks, so people are aware of our brand. Although the one time they almost killed us with the fruitcake. Well, that's that's uh, actually a true story. Uh, go back if you're a new listener and listen to those episodes. All right. Anyway, he says, keep up the great work. Can't wait to arrive in the future and see if y'all read my email on air. Big fan, King Gladney. <laughs> he's not going to know for like a year. I don't know. Three months, he went through 106. So he's three oh, months away. Okay, It'll be this okay, year. Okay. P.S. If you're all sending out shirts, stickers, bottles of Dr. Pepper, locks of beard hair, or anything else, here's my info. XXL. He clearly has to do some catching up. We don't send out squats. Regular Dr. Pepper, not of that diet poison Emmy drinks and he says pss please don't send me beard hair i mean we might have to now right that's would it be funny if he gets a package from the future and it's a sticker that's been peeled with a bunch of beard hair stuck to it (laughs) that would be kind of wrong i don't do we have stickers in here that would be funny i want you to get some beard hair do you have stickers i don't know if i want my dna out there like that you know you don't know if he's a mad scientist he he could be he replicates you it'd be weird oh actually if anybody out there who's listening can replicate me i really need a second me please yeah uh, all right, so this is uh, a couple stickers are going to go to Marshall, Texas, apparently. Okay. Uh, one here from uh, Robert Wimpy. I guess my last picture wasn't good enough for stickers. Is <laughs> he another guy so you forgot here's about? another one. I traveled from Ogden, Utah, uh, down to St. George for this picture. Thanks, guys. And he sent a photo of, well, there it is. That is a new frontier. Robert, I honestly have given it a valiant effort. I don't know why I have skipped a couple people here and there. I will. I will do my best. So here's your email in my hand right here. There is a inbox that we transfer all the frontier stuff to, and Lightning just has to reconcile that with his list of people. It's not easy. So So what I do here is this piece of paper. Yep. That's gonna go my here, right here, in my bag. 
And that goes and in my it pile. And it will be crushed in the bottom of it by your laptop, and no, two years from now nope, you'll pull nope. it out. It's and got go. its own pocket. That's the sticker pocket. All right, I got this uh, from Daniel Church. Talking about the Thomas Guide. So we had this Thomas Guide discussion. We didn't know if it was a SoCal thing or a national thing. We were arguing about it because I used to be a parts driver for Norm Reeves Honda and went everywhere from my Thomas Guide. And I remember the first time my parents bought me the L.A. Orange County Thomas Guide. And I then I think I eventually got a Riverside one and expanded eastward as a kid in an 87 Accord wandering around Southern California going, where can I go next? I mean, a Thomas Guide was a spiral-bound, big, thick it, map. It was, and your, it, was a- all, yeah. it was your Apple Maps in a giant book. And I loved it. I went everywhere with it. Anyway, Dan says, uh, very rarely, gents, will I actually defend lightning. Wow, Ouch. you have Ouch. a friend. No, you have a friend. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like he's like he's embarrassed about it. <laughs> he says, but he is absolutely correct that the Thomas Guide was widespread in the 80s and 90s. I still have a few in the file cabinet in my garage. My wife used to highlight routes for her dad on trips they would take across the country. For what it's worth, probably not much, but in this one instance, and I repeat, this one instance <laughs> only, lightning was correct. This is not a California thing. Cheers, Dan. Lightning, 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 lightning. That's, uh, I, you know what, even I, though I was on the losing end of that email, it was uh, still uh, a good time. Sweet, sweet victory. <laughs> All right, I'm up next. Uh, so this one's from uh, Brian Hansel. Whole shot in light ray. Thought I'd get in this uh, Nicola spotting deal to get some Nicola spotting deal. Are we doing a Nicola spotting deal? Uh, no, no but Nissan. he's on. No, I know, but he's... He's. I think he's making fun of our history with the uh, with the brand. Gotcha. Okay. So anyway, he says I thought I'd get in on this uh, Nicholas spotting deal to get some sweet truck show podcast swag. Uh, spotted this truck on the I five northbound in Lathrop. Looks pretty cool. I think it would be better off if it had a Cummins in it, though. P.S. I risked my life and limb trying to get these pictures. Keep mounting those parameters and five stars. Wait. Ooh, that's wait. 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 T-shirt idea. He says I think I'm playing the wrong game. Damn it. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> oh wait. well, Brian. T-shirt idea. I risked my life and limb, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Yeah. Mouser, monitor, key, engine, parameters. Five star review. Five stars. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. All right. Uh, well, so, Brian, I'm perfectly willing to send you stickers, even though we're looking for a Nissan Frontier. And not and a Nikola, Nikola uh, truck. But I'll yeah, send them to you. But, close enough. They both have ends. But I don't have your dress. So <laughs> you're going to have to write us womp, back womp, womp. with your tail between your legs and send us your mailing address, please. Uh-huh. There you go. All right. One last one from uh, says, small disclaimer, if you read this on the air, don't say my name or the, <laughs> you, have to bleep, you have to bleep that out. Or the company name you see in the background, it's frowned upon to take pictures in this situation. So uh, Lightning, will you bleep his, have you bleeped his name? And we won't mention his company. Sure, I bleeped it. It is the best frontier spotting picture we have ever had. Is there someone naked in it? That's funny that you would go there because no, absolutely not. Okay. I've been looking for months for a new frontier being used at airports with no luck. I thought it would be a fun picture, but I've had no luck. Until now, kinda. I know it's not a new frontier, but hey, it's something... Also, a 737 isn't a truck, but flying it fully loaded sometimes feels like driving a dump truck. Keep up the good work, guys. Five stars. P.S. You already sent me some stickers, so you can save Gale stationery and your hard-earned <laughs> cash lightning. Uh, he has a photo from a particular airline that we won't mention, and uh-huh. nor will we mention his name, or we have bleeped it out. And it's a picture from the first officer seat of a Boeing 737 on the tarmac no kidding. with a Nissan Frontier on the flight line. That's rad. So, Let me see Anyway, that. there you go. 
Oh, that's a cool shot. It is a cool shot. All right. Well, thanks. No, Lightning, you can't say his name. Do I have your promise that you will bleep that? Has this been bleeped? Uh, I bleep. Yeah, I bleeped uh, his name out. <laughs> Lightning, stop saying it. All right. Listen, we, we bleeped his name. I'm not going to say the company. I don't want him to get fired because I would rely on his services right. because I frequent his... God, lightning. <laughs> no, bleep that out now. What? Did you bleep that out? The airline I just said? Yes. All right, we better end the show before this gets uh, mm. too, uh, too far down the line. We're, ah, I'm sorry. Oh, I've never put a bleep on top of the outro <laughs> no, you're, before. You're going to have to now. Oh, sorry. Right. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. Follow us on socials. Truck Show Podcast at LBC Lightning at Sean P. Holman. And on threads. Ugh. Oh, we're on no. threads now. Did you see how much of your privacy that thing scoops up? All of it. Dude, it everything. I'm not joining that pile of steamy so horse poo. You'll you'll love the fact that I tied our threads account accidentally to, to my your personal. personal. Yeah. And if I deactivate the TSP account, Yours goes away. mine goes with it. Yeah. LBC Lightning disappears, so now I'm stuck. So with, you don't know, uh, Lightning emailed me, and he's like, dude, we have to do this. And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. And he's like, I'll do it. I'm like, all right, have fun. And then I saw the news reports come out with how bad it is. And I'm like, <laughs> Threads onboarded 100 million people yeah. in like the first couple hours. Yeah, but that's because that many people were browsing and pushed the new feature button. Of course they did. Yeah, and, know, and if you look at most people, it didn't use their Instagram name like it said it would. And their thread shows up as at 24897 And you're going like, you didn't even use your freaking Anyway. I'm not going on threads. Lightning says we're on threads. I don't know. Listen. Well, I, I we are on threads, and maybe I'll get someone at work to help me share some content <laughs> over to threads. Listen, I don't know. But. All, all I know is that if you uh, you want to see uh, or hear the latest, go to uh, truckshowpodcast.com, and we want to hear from you guys. We uh, we love you. We miss you. We want to hear your voices. 657-205-6105. Please be sure to leave us a message on the five-star hotline uh, with whatever. Whatever's on your mind. Are you... Uh, Delivering a uh, load of uh, plastic dog poop uh, across the country and yeah. you're bored? Like, leave us a message. If you went to the new Bucky's, that's like the largest truck stop uh, outside of I 80 with 120 pumps, we want to know, what, what you know, whatever you're doing, 657 205 6105. I got a question for you. Okay. Why did 4,500 of you just hit our website the other day? Oh, really? Yes. So, was that a new record for us? Yes. Wow. I was like, why are people coming to truckshowpodcast.com? I, I know why. Why? Because the Google crawler usually takes three months or something like that. Dude, it probably, I we're was probably looking on at SEO the now. analytics, and I was like, are they looking at the TRX? Are they looking at the 392? Because we we have our, yeah, our, our truck yeah. builds up there. And we get it. Like, the website is is a shell of what we want it to be, but it, we have the... We will grow into the, the website. So the good part is it's got big bones. It's got you know big I mean? bones. We like big <laughs> bones. And it's got all the latest episodes in there. So you can go there to make sure you didn't miss one and you can listen directly from it, right? I mean, it's got all the links to every yeah. single player from Odyssey to Spotify, Spotify Pandora, Pandora, like everything. Apple. It's all up there. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's a good resource. We'll do more at the website when we can. Of course, the store will be there. I would at some actually point. like to know. And, and by the way, so I have received. And I've been busting Holman on the backside of well, this thing. And I'm not going to bring it up too much here. I will just say that, like, you guys have asked for merchandise. Yep. It's a matter of money at this point. Yep. And resources. Yep. And now you're like, I don't understand. You just make the shirts. We're going to buy them. You're going to make a profit. Why would you do it? Well, the problem is that the outlay in the beginning. Yeah. 
We have to put up cash. Yeah. We also have to get a resale license. We also have to get a business permit. We also have to set up certain accounts. Because we're in California. Yeah, it's it, not, it, you, we can't a, skirt yeah. all that stuff. Anyway, so, it's so a big, long thing that it involves is gonna come. We a do, CPA. We, we, look, we do want to do it, yeah. and it is going to happen. Yep. It's just not going to happen right now. So well, I, my, my question, though, is not about the merchandise. Uh-huh. It's what else would you guys like, yeah. like to see there? Because Would you like to buy stickers? Would you like to buy Yeti cups? We have 50 of them in the studio. Well, no, I think I wanted to find out. It's because Homer Turtlenecks. More turtlenecks. Before this episode, we were talking about affiliate links. And a lot of our contemporary shows, mm-hmm. like our friend Adam Carolla or the CarCast guys. Can I make or, this real simple for yeah, you? Yeah, I want to say, listen, like, if, if you like our sponsors or our guests... If we worked out a deal where we had affiliate links, would you go to Truck Show Podcast to buy whatever that is? Is that interesting to you guys? Because that's something that we might be able to implement that could help keep the show afloat. I mean, we're at the point now where uh, you know, we're on our own. So uh, any little bit helps, and we're trying to figure out ways to keep this free for you guys. I know we joked about Patreon in the beginning. We don't want to do that. We want to keep the show free and, and keep the format that we've had. But if there is uh, any ideas that you guys have for uh, helping the old Truck Show Podcast get some revenue, we're all ears. We love you guys. What if Josh Masroli bankrolls the podcast with his coffee money? I would drink so much coffee. So I would I. even talk about that. We would have a grind coffee fridge in here. Josh, come back. <laughs> hey, Josh! hey, we need you. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast.